Okay. The fun's over. Anybody messes this thing up for me tonight is through. Not only are you fired, your life is over. I'll see to it that you never work again and that you wind up tearing tickets off in Kuwait. Salam alaikum, and everybody sucking sand. It's me, Santa Claus, which is bad news for all the trifling atheists out there. I want to thank Filthy Armenian for giving me this platform to express my annual message. I could have gone on Tucker, but uh, he's too busy having El Santos Poquito helpers on all the time. Anyway, I think the... Podcast medium uh, suits me better. This year, I got a lot of requests for a six-figure BF. That means a boyfriend who earns at least $200,000 a year. Six figures in femglish never means 100K or even 125. You learn these nuances of the dialect after a while. Now, uh, usually when women ask me for six-figure BFs, I like to reward them with a six-finger BF. <laughs> One of my Pedro elves, those cute little hands like a cartoon lobster. But as I said, uh, all my Pedro elves are too busy going on Tucker this year. So... I'm putting comedic justice aside and getting every desperate single woman a Patreon subscription to this podcast. Yes, patreon.com slash filthy Armenian. What can I say? I'm feeling generous to whores this year. Ho, ho, ho. Whores. That reminds me. I have a long overdue apology to make to some of you. I'm truly sorry if any of you have ever seen your mommy kissing Santa Claus. Here's the thing. I got a bit wild in the 70s. (laughs) 
I was a little uh, fed up with certain institutions. I understand that I arrive a bit late at night to most of your homes, okay? I get that it's not the most ideal time for a guest, but would it kill you to leave a back door unlocked? Not even a window. Am I really expected to chimney fuck every single house in the world? Is that truly the best system? It's a lot of squeezing, let me tell you. And when you squeeze that much, it can create a certain appetite that is not going to be solved by a couple chips ahoy and a glass of milk. Maybe if it was some of that leftover prime rib you didn't bother to heat up for me, uh, different story, but no, that's also a bridge too far for the guy who judges your kids all year for free. Anyway, not complaining, not complaining, I'm not complaining. My point is that in those days when uh, I saw a certain mommy in distress, sort of conveniently waiting there for me, uh, loitering under the Christmas tree, acting Oh, so surprised that I'm real. Oh, well, let's just say I couldn't always resist. <laughs> but if you happen to see it go down, like poor little Michael Jackson, I sincerely hope you can forgive. At least me, okay? At least me exercising a little righteous ardor in the 70s. It's not like I'm the one who forced you to sing about it in a gleeful tone. Anyway, it's all in the past. Past. Sometimes you just have to keep doing things the way they've always been done. That's what I've learned. Christmas is not a time for social agitations or experiments. This Christmas, listen, I want you to find a way to enjoy the people around you. It's not always easy. I know some relatives become like broken records sometimes, always playing the same tune, never being able to stop and listen. But even a broken record can be mended for a night. If you find yourself getting impatient around family this Christmas, try this North Pole hack. Imagine your family Christmas dinner is happening in the distant past. And you're observing it from the future. Like you just took a trip to the good old days. As surely one day these will be. Engage everyone around like a kindly visitor from the future. Given one last chance to relive and appreciate this night. See if that works. Let me know. Also, a word on teasing. Teasing. Teasing is good. I like teasing. It's a language of love. Just remember, the stronger you tease, the more alert you should be to wrapping it in a little heart-shaped ribbon. I'm all for a good teasing. But do the proper maintenance first. You don't have to say I love you or anything gay like that. Just make sure the message gets across, okay? Friendship. Think about the earliest friends in your life. 
way back when you were a child. Remember how much you loved them. Remember how excited you were to see your friend every single time. It's not easy to feel that way all the time as an adult. I know that. But it may be worth the payout. Trust me. In any case, never forget that essence of friendship that you had as a kid. If you have it still, do not let it die. And if you lack it, keep an eye out for it. It's not too late. I've seen friendships happen in the middle of a desert road. Loneliness. I hear a lot of moaning about loneliness this time of year. Frankly, it offends me a little bit. People only talking about it now as if a little Santa FOMO is the problem. Loneliness is a problem all year round. You can buy a pill for depression, you can buy a pill for AIDS, but you can't buy a pill for loneliness. That's why they never talk about it, except to distract from me. Yes, loneliness is real, real problem. But that doesn't mean you have to be a pussy about it. You can control how lonely you feel. Just say, say you're in a place in the world where you don't feel understood or consoled by anyone. That's called loneliness. But nothing can stop you from understanding or consoling other people around you, even complete strangers. Nothing can stop you from doing that. Nothing can stop you from watching a great movie or reading a great book or listening to a great podcast and sprinkling some of that vitality dust it leaves you with on the world around you. Get from wherever you can. And give what you can't get. Such as a subscription to the Dollar Shave Club. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you have daddy issues, congratulations. Now you know exactly what your issues are. Anyway, I'm off to visit some Christian minorities in the Muslim world, and uh, one of my starting reindeer, Rudolph, sometimes when I'm teasing, I like to call him Adolf. <laughs> anyway, Rudolph has shown up to work drunk again, his nose so red that I swear to you it glows. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I usually do, Okay. I want to make him lead driver on the foggiest fucking night of the year. But first, I'm going to drop you off at Astro Family Restaurant in Silver Lake, California, where you might overhear two old friends, inebriated, imbibe some secrets of the Nile and figure out why the Egyptians are the funniest damn people in the universe. I hope you believe in science. Middle Eastern race science, that is. Ha, ha, ho. Merry Christmas. Ha, ha, ho.
What's up? Are you recording? Yeah. Okay, good. I just hope that I hope that the we don't have the same issue that the, with in terms of a car and the clicking. They better not. I don't know. What is it about a car? I don't know. It's about, I was guessing it's the AC, but you can turn it off. Yeah, that would be the only thing. Did you see what happened uh, when I left you? No. Ah. Okay. Good. What happened? So <laughs> I'm driving off. And I look over and I see your aloof ass fucking walk right by your car. Yeah, yeah, I know. I did. I totally for a while, like you walk all the way to the fucking to the end of the block. Yeah, to the end of the block. And I'm fucking and I I'm driving and I'm laughing and then I get fucking pulled over. Holy shit! Yes. You got a ticket? So the guy fucking comes up and like and then he's like he's like you did a U-turn and I'm like I didn't. I was like, I didn't do a U-turn. I almost like was like gonna argue with him about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's always a good move. I was like, I really, do, I, like, I think I, you might be mistaken like me for somebody. But then I was like, oh yeah, I did do that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, and then I start, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh. looks like many lights. And then, uh, and I'm like, my, I like, you know, gave my driver's license and everything. And I'm like, my hands were shaking when I was doing it and all this stuff. And then, yeah, so he goes, and I'm like. I have, I wasn't sure what, cause he just was like, oh, I'll go to the car real quick. And then I was like very worried about it. And then just got really calm. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he's like, here you go. License registration, no, no ticket. No ticket. No ticket. Wow. So. And you didn't ask the main question. Was he Arab? Nope. Oh. He was Mexican. He was Mexican. So, shout out. Shout out to the Mexicans. Uh, which, literally every cop in LA is Mexican, and they're all just, like, super nice. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's good to know. He was like, he said, all right, man. Like, he gave me, like, all right. And I was like, all right, bro. That's how it ended. Like, it was a very friendly, like, be careful. You can't do a U-turn like that. <laughs> you can get a T-bone. And I was like, yeah, I know. Did you uh, tell? You didn't tell him you were just like you just wanted to make fun of your friend who walked past his car like an idiot. I um, I almost was like li- like literally. The, I thought I was swerving because I was like the reason he pulled me over is because I was like laughing and I was like come going to oncoming traffic because of this. I don't know how much of that he saw. No, I mean I didn't see any of it because I was just in my own head. I was like thinking that's why I passed my car. I was thinking <laughs> about shit. And I completely missed this whole drama, but it's good to know that cops are good. You know, cops are good. Um, so yeah, we can go in, I'm just gonna roll it. Yeah, for sure. Is this loud? No. <laughs> it's like, it's been way louder at other places. Yeah, it's almost like unintelligible sometimes. <laughs> Especially when I talk like this. I didn't know about this place. All these years. It's been here forever. You've never been here. Yeah, we haven't been here together, but I've been here several times. But, yeah, I mean, now, it, this may be, Astros may be the only 24-hour place left in L.A. I mean, I don't know about the west side. Let me look it up. Let's see. So you said Izzy's is closed. I haven't, I didn't know. I didn't say that. I don't, I didn't uh, check. Let me check. 
Is Jesus I mean, it may not be 24. It says that on Google, but... Is Jesus closed, it says. Oh, is Jesus closed. So, what, el- what other options we got? The pantry is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays and is only open from 7 to 3 the rest of the days. The pantry. Oh, the place that literally their logo literally. says, like, never, never been closed. closed. Never, never been closed. closed since 1918 or whatever the fuck. So they... Mm. Were we in uh, the Spanish flu when they opened in the... <laughs> Probably. I think it's a... Yeah, it was... They stayed open during the Spanish flu, but not this one. Right. Cool, bro. That's progress for you. That's That was... That hit, ho- that hit hard because... Not that I even... I don't even care that much about the pantry personally. Like, I like it as a la- LA landmark. I like their coleslaw. They have the best coleslaw. That was my favorite thing there. Yeah. Um, Everything else is kind of like, meh. But... Just- is Dick Reardon still alive? I have no idea. That's a good question. I feel like I would have. We would have heard if he died. Yeah, we'd have heard if he died. I did see him when he was like. I looked up how old he was, and I think he was like late eighties, and he was definitely like, "Oh, they shouldn't have took him out the house." Oh, he was in that. Yeah, he was he in that president speak. of the United States condition. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I don't know if he still owns it. I mean, he owned. He owned it. He owned. Uh, the place next to it, he owned the company that owns Gladstones for fish and similar things, you know, which gave it a makeover. Uh-huh. This okay. was like, you know, I'm remembering him like giving an interview over 10 years ago about how the pantry is his favorite restaurant in LA and stuff like that, you know, and describing his dreams for Gladstones for fish, which have you been to Gladstones? That's in, uh, isn't that the one that Mel Gibson was at? I believe it could be it was I think he was at Moonshadows. Oh, Moonshadows, which okay. is close. It's okay. close by. It's like it's the I used to go as a kid to Gladstones because with my grandmother after school sometimes because because I'm from school, which is close by. And oh, it's, where is it? Palisades. Yeah, it's by the ocean. I mean, it's closer to Malibu, but it's kind of in between. Okay. And it would it would have it had peanuts. You know, for like free peanuts everywhere, and so you you had peanuts that you would that all the seagulls would come and try to get from you. Oh, was and you it like, like throw the peanuts shells on the floor kind of place? It was that kind of place, yeah. It is a seafood place, but it was a seafood place, you know. But like, you know, not good seafood necessarily, but just it was more like the atmosphere, and it was a major tourist trap. Also, they had a uh, place called RJ's, which was a rib joint, similar similarly sawdust on the floor, peanuts for free. Oh yeah, we went to that several times. Beverly Hills. Yeah, I did too. I used to had a lot of good childhood memories there. You took me there. I did. Yeah. RJ's. Yeah. No, no, no. That's the rib place you're thinking of. This is um. Oh, this is confusing. Literally. Yeah. That's JR's you're thinking of. Oh. JR's, which is great and still there. <laughs> yeah. No, this is RJ's. It was more like a Tony Roma's type of. It was more like you know, that kind of thing. But ah. but with peanuts and sawdust on the floor. This is like deep, deep. This is like. That has that place hasn't existed since I was ten. Ah, okay. Yeah, it is old, old. But it was in Beverly Hills. We did like birthdays there sometimes too. But it was the same ownership. And the uniting concept, which you'll never find ever again in your life, is free peanuts, right? Like free peanuts, at least in a California type of state, you'll never ever again find because allergies. Allergies as an excuse for just like yeah, you know, taking away something good. Yeah, I remember there was, I mean, I could think of a few. There's a chain barbecue spot that... that sawdust on the floor for peanuts? Yeah. Here? It was in Long Beach. 
but I can't remember. Yeah. I love the I love the fact that Long Beach, and we discussed this when we were in Long Beach, but I love the fact that Long Beach has a certain like ratchet throwback aura to it. You know, even in our own times, where you can still find some shit that you would <laughs> never find in L.A. It's its own little. I mean, it's a. It's a I mean, if it was yeah, Europe, it'd be a different country. True. It would. Yeah. It would be like. Uh, I was trying to think of the European version of Long Beach. Uh, it's got definite Luxembourg vibes. Well, I was going to say Luxembourg, but then Lux- isn't Luxembourg like super, super rich? rich? No. Whereas Long not. Beach is no. La- Latvia is the word. The one I was Latvia. Saying. Yeah. Latvia. Yeah, yeah. That's more Latvia, which was so part of the Soviet Union. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Long Beach does feel like. It's not even, yeah, it's its own thing. We already talked about it, but I'm glad that at least they have peanut places there, you know? Not that I give a shit about peanuts anymore, but it, it's just good to have free shit. Same with popcorn, honestly. You can find the popcorn. There's more, there's a few places I feel like that still do the popcorn thing where you can get free popcorn kind of endlessly. Uh, the only place I can think of that does that is like Korean bars. In LA, yeah, maybe that's just it. And I guess there are I've some said, bars. Yeah, I guess. I'm probably mixing in experiences with in different states where there was popcorn. You know. Oh yeah. It's all different. You're right, right, right. They'll have like all, and like that was the thing I noticed in a lot of states that only started happening here, where it's like there's you can get your own water. Like they have a big thing of water, and you just fill up your own thing of water. They used to never be a thing here. Right. Well, yeah, that's becoming more and more common now as a. I feel the, the your own water thing. It's kind of becoming more common as a replacement for serving people water by habit or like by routine. Like you but have, to, you have to ask for bars. everything now. Um, you know. But anyway, I mean, I I this literally is until further notice. This is the only twenty four hour place we're at right now. Okay. <laughs> or we're gonna go. We're gonna enter. So that's that's interesting. At least there's one. So yeah. Are so none of the Korean places? Sixty two is not. No. Twenty four. Nope. Anymore? Nope. Nope. It's like, nope. It's like midnight or something. If that, maybe it's maybe one, maybe two. Uh, House of Pies is two three, which is obviously better than nothing. But. Fucking Carney's is 11. Carney's is 11. 11. Like, you think that they, like, these Mel's places, is like 11. These places I mean, all would have, like, they'd have tons of traffic at those hours because they're the only places open. So, what happens now? Who's going to Carney's during the day? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I don't, I mean, I'm sure they're, well, yeah, it's everybody on their, it's everybody on, like, their pandemic unemployment forever. Uh, right, right, right. It's the same people who go to, like, it's it's I mean the people who real the real pandemic unemployment brunch spot is the is is uh oh what's it called uh the pancake place uh the one that griddle you know, griddle griddle's new location in the Japan in that huge old Japanese estate type of restaurant on the hill of Hollywood Hills it's got it's no moved idea. yeah it's moved to this famous I forget the name of it but it's a iconic Japanese like restaurant that's on a really big kind of plot of land on the hill of Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And it's up till 4 p.m. It's it's griddle. And you can actually, you can like sit and see, a, have a view of L.A. 
it is full of people the one time I went who are obviously collecting that PUA or whatever it's called, uh, PPE uh, or what it's just so obvious, you know? Yeah, PUA. That PUA paycheck. And so, um this is where we're at. Yeah. Now I wanted to talk to you about what you brought up the other day about being a being Egyptian. Here we go. Yeah. I want to talk to you about being Egyptian because I never knew. Now, you're, you've always been, I've known you since college. You've always been a funny man. And, you know, like it's part of your personality. And you've obviously pursued it professionally. You've always been interested in it. And I had no idea that it was, it's a national identity of Egyptians. Yes. That was confirmed to you. That was confirmed right? a earlier times. tonight. Yes, yeah, yes, a couple times you've met Egyptians. Uh, they bring it up. Like, oh yeah, we're the funniest. We're the <laughs> we're the, we're the funny we're, ones. It doesn't take like we like, and there's a yeah. It is like kind of a combination of because it's also we're the best. Like there is. Like the most, like, like that's what Egyptians say of themselves. Like the, it's like the most common like tagline. It's like we call ourselves Ahsenes, which is like literally, it's like oh, we're Ahsenes. We're the best people. It's the like best people. We're the best this people. Is... The best people. Okay, which is there's a certain like, in, in inherent in we're the best people. There's a certain like, there's a certain like oh, we're obviously not the richest. We're obviously right, not right, the right, most right. successful, yes, yes, yes. or the smartest, but we're the best. And we're that's the, good the duality of it, because like it's like uh, because like there is the immediate recognition. If you were to ask any Egyptian person, like, "Oh, what is Egypt like?" They would immediately say it's a shithole. Like they're like we're very real about the circumstance. And this, I mean, again, to get go, I mean, the the sense of humor is real because it's we're an occupied people and it was like always the way that we could cope you know all that that whole story uh like to this day it's very much like that um uh charlie ebdo cartoon you know what i'm talking about yeah where it's like he's beheaded but then like a tongue is coming out of his yeah, neck yeah and he's like going like like to the terrorists or whatever so like that is that is a uh, can I mention Charlie Ebdo on your podcast? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> Just the mention of it. Yeah. Um, you can mention French publications on my podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah French publications. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but like, but like I don't totally under like. I, I don't know, I guess, but, like, even as I'm saying, I was about to say I don't understand the cockiness, but as I'm saying, like, no, but we are the best. Like, we are the best people. If you were to meet us, I don't, have never met anyone who's ever met Egyptian people that didn't say that they were great people. We are good people. We're the most marinated people. Like, we are all people, you know what I mean? Except for black people, I guess. But, like, when I, whenever white people are like, oh, you're 
white seem I'm like no but we are legitimately like you came from Egypt like Egypt is the place where everyone passed through and was at some point pretty much right I don't know anthropologically I have no I'm not I mean this sounds like hotep shit right isn't there some I mean, hotep crossover here like you mean like we black hotep or me hotep well what uh, yeah but black hotep seems sounds like a kind of a well do you agree with the anthropological out of Africa idea that all of, I don't I just don't know I don't know fucking anthropology. I don't think we know who the hell knows? But Fine, sure. Why not? <laughs> well, we have to be somewhere. We have to start. Somewhere. Why did we run away? <laughs> and fucking, there's, there's a good, there's a good question to be answered there. <laughs> like, what? If Afri- I thought Africa has everything. It really does. I mean, like, it is. It, it, anyway, point is, a lot of people they go like to get. Like I was telling you this the other day, like Mexicans are Asian. Were we talking about this? Yes. Mexicans we are Asians it. because Mexicans, so, so, so like, are people that started in Africa, presumably, went all the way across Asia, right? Mm-hmm. And then crossed over into America, theoretically, and came down. And then they, and, like, they literally were all, like, if you are in, like, I guess, Argentina, you literally have traveled the furthest out of any people on the planet, right? They just kept running away from places. Are there really Argentinians who got there from like running away from I don't is that aren't I have how did we get to Argentina I mean that's a far cry from Mexico are there like I don't know what I'm talking about Aboriginal Argentinians I don't know I haven't known I don't know okay but okay the point is you're like well Mexicans ran away from Asia somehow I mean obviously Mexicans are a mixture though we're talking are you talking about Mayans and Aztecs yes I'm saying like those people Mexicans are like obviously like Spanish that's their white and then they're they're indigenous is like people that came from Asia. Okay, that's why they look Asian sometimes. Oh, that's what we were talking. We saw a Me- we saw an Asian looking Mexican. Right, too. right. <laughs> you might have been half Asian. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing too. It's like that could be the always that could always be the case. But back to Egypt, like being the best people. That wasn't the context in which you brought this up oh, last right, time right, right, at right, all. Right. You're, the context you brought this up was. Yeah, well, as you were saying, like it's cope in a way to be funny because you know, like, no matter no matter how much they cut your head off, you can still stick your tongue out of your neck and go and it's like <laughs> you know, and and the way you kind of described it was there was a Malcolm in the middle sort of thing to Egypt. Egypt I mean, correct correct me if I'm misstating it, but yeah, was, okay. But, uh, okay, Malcolm is the smartest in his family, even though he was stuck between these crazy people. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I mean more like... I'm, yeah, we're definitely the smartest. Like middle child, middle <laughs> child. No, no, more like more like you're, you're somehow... I mean, basically in, in relation to other Arab countries and how you see yourselves, like, in relation to the richer countries um, and to the Gulf countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like... And to Lebanese, which I feel like I, you were describing as Lebanese as, like, superior type of status in the in the mind of the egyptian oh totally totally so yeah so how you this is there's something going on here it's not so lebanese is like they're better looking and like there was always this thing of like this is the part where i'm like you know i'm getting the first gen american version of all these things i'm getting from all these like random sources right so like i don't know how much of this is egyptian you know mentality and how much of this is like diaspora mentality but 
Yes, there's definitely like the Lebanese are richer, better looking. They're like sort of white. They're Phoenician. What like they think they're French? Or they something. think they're French. They right. think they're French. That's are they French? No, no. Not. Okay, absolutely not. And why do they look like that? Uh, well, I mean, why are they hot? Why are why the are Lebanese they hot? Why I mean, they, they may have, they may have, they may have the blood. I don't even fuck. I don't know how who fucked who to get here. Like well, okay, clearly, but, there's a reason. And well, there's also, there, there's also, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a trickling in of shit like Greeks. I'm just guessing here. Like over time, given where they're located. Well, they can be that, but we can't. You can be whatever the <laughs> hell you want, man. They're right wi- there. They're white. Wait, Omar Sharif's Egyptian. He's white as can be. Like, that's there too. There is a, there is there is Egyptian white people. We saw one. Well, no, that was. I mean, I am like up. You know, people think I'm white. Yeah, but they're literally blonde hair, blue eyed. Oh yeah, there's blonde hair, blue eyed Egyptians, yeah. and as there are Lebanese. But you yes, clearly yes, yes. there's a th- there's something going in the in in uh, in Arabia High. There's this thing going on where. You guys are the, you're looking at Lebanese as like the hot jocks. You guys are the funny, you have to be funny <laughs> to get the you girl. You have to be funny, yes. You have to be funny. And this is a, how long has, I mean, this this is a national identity that is clearly, I mean, we've now, I've now heard, now that you brought it up, I've heard it from every single Egyptian. Yeah, you can Google it. It gets like, if you Google it. You can Google like articles it. articles about it in BBC and shit like that. Egyptians as the funny people. It's like number one most funny people. But what's they, the, they did the ranking. okay? But so how does it in Egypt itself? How does this manifest? Because it's problematic. I mean, like, yes. I mean, I've recounted stories to you where it's like, it's like, so the country's very. I mean, last time it was pre-COVID, and things have changed in, in incremental ways in the past, like three or four years, in terms of like the you know the well, actually, the economy has remained shit. But like infrastructure and certain things have gotten better and like certain government, you know, business, you know, the work of government has gotten maybe a little bit more regimented as, you know, it was pretty crazy during revolutionary times, whatever. So that's kind of settled. So I went like in 2016 when it was five or six years post the start of the revolution. So like three years, whatever. It was, it was still crazy is my point. Cut all this out. (laughs) Cut this backstory out. But like... It was very hard to get shit done already. Like, that's the state of the country. And the way you the cope is a sense of humor. It's like, everything sucks, but we're funny. Like, we're making the best of it. But it is, like, it is so, maybe because it's so shit or whatever, like, it's really shit there. Like, that's maybe why they can never get out of the joke. It's such, it's like... <laughs> It's like they're all like you can't get a like we would go and we talking to like officers in the police station where you have to get your ID and shit like that. And we're asking them like, do we need this document? And they say, yes, but they're being sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) They're being sarcastic, but it's like like and then you and so you're like, okay, I don't have it. And they just they keep being sarcastic. And it's like they know you're struggling with the Arabic. And, like, they're fucking with you. But it's, like, that's the only way it happens. Like, there's no, like, you will, of course, you'll find a, people on the street that are, like, have no sense of humor. That, like, but, like, most Egyptians, most, especially on the street, whatever, it's, like, it is such a, 
deep, deep, multi-layered sarcasm joke, oftentimes, or it's like some we like, it's uh, yeah, it's it's and it's you know, it's great and it's fun and I think like that lends itself to us being the best people, but it is like. It is jarring even for something. I think I'm a pretty jokey person, and with friends and stuff, we're like joking and shit, right? Like, but like, to, when it gets to that point, it's like, oh man, like, it's when fun. does this end? And I'm also outside of this joke most of the time. And right. I was like, you get, you're getting teased, but it's a lot of teasing. But it's also like, if you're at a fucking police station, you need them to fill out their goddamn form, and like, you're not, you're not in the mood for, you're not in the mood for chuckle hut, for like open mic at the chuckle hut when you're at a police station. Right. Because the other side of it is, like, you'll be in situations where it's, like, like, another time this happened was we were, like, I forget the destination or what we were doing, but we had, we were with a driver, like, in, the, like, a auto boost, auto beast, they call it. It's, like, a little bus mm-hmm. that would take you places. I got, yeah, I could get, get, yeah. And we know kind of the driver and stuff, but, like, and he's taking us kind of, like, I forget where. It was outside of Cairo. And, like... There's a, like, I forget what the problem is. It was like, oh, we don't, we may not be able to even, like, get to our destination today, that day or whatever. And he's saying this stuff. And so we were asking, and the whole time he's just like, no, it's not. I mean, like, he was just, like, joking about it. He was like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then it went happen. He's like, of course it happens. Like, what were you worried about? You know, right. and it's like, oh, that's funny and cute, but the opposite happened all the time. Right, like which is, 60% we of the time it doesn't, it fails or whatever. Yeah, we were in the exact same situation where it's like, oh, well, we're stressed in this future situation because it just had happened where we got fucked, you know? So it's like, and that's in in that previous situation. That's what makes it so funny. I guess so. If, it, if, you, if you knew that there would be, that it would all work out in the end, there would be no joke, you know? Because it's, it's truth. I mean, I don't know if he knew. Well, that's what makes it so but funny. I think he did. That's what makes it so funny. <laughs> no, but you think he did. I mean, yeah, he knew that this time it would work, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to make him think it's like one of the many times this shit doesn't work." And he got a good laugh. Maybe. And then we were literally like, "Like, hey, man, like we're worried." And he was like, "He's like, I was joking." And then, and I was like, and then I was just like, had a, I think like an incredulous look on my face, and he was just like, "This is Egypt." Like he literally said, "This is this Egypt. is Egypt." This is Egypt. So, so, by the way, why does nothing work in Egypt? What's, I mean, what, what, like, I, I just, just obviously I'm sure there's like a complicated answer to this, but what is it about Egypt that makes it so that shit doesn't work? If not, like it's, if not Egyptians. I mean, obviously it's Egyptians. Right, right. But like, but what's the, (laughs) I'm just curious what the. I mean, like we were, it, we've been an occupied people, like, I'm going to embarrass are, myself not knowing all the history, but, like, pre-British, we were occupied by Turks for, like, hundreds of years. Like, there was actually the, the first Turk, uh, uh, oh, whatever. Like, he actually was a Turk from the Ottoman Empire, and I think he, like, legit, like, broke off and, like, went to war with his family? Yeah, so he I, can rule Egypt, and we were like, "Yeah, we like this guy." We're you're like, like the crazy black sheep son who's kind of funny. right. Yeah, we'll take him instead of having our own ruler. You know, so I don't know what I don't know the history. I mean, like we were conquered people, but we also were at the point, you know, the biggest empire. I don't know, man. There, the, but 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 there, yeah, but there've been a lot of conquered people, and you know, that doesn't necessarily mean everything. To, and like, there's always excuses. Like, I mean. A lot of places, obviously, where shit doesn't work so well, blame 
you know, being part of a Soviet empire or whatever. But, like, a lot of places that used to be part of the Soviet empire, shit works really well there now. So, I'm just I'm just curious, okay, as, like, who's, I, blame, who's being blamed today? I think... Who's being blamed right now for when shit doesn't work? I mean, at this point, we know we can only blame ourselves because it's, like... Is it, is it Christian, like, are you blaming, like, a certain kind of Egyptian where things are, like, what is the, like, I can, I can, I'm, I, you know, it's hard for me to map because, like, in, in Armenia, for, you know, a very specific and small example, everyone's Armenian. So whatever doesn't work is obviously the fault of Armenians or resources. Well, there is tons of being the center of the world in a way. That's the other one, Omeldonia. So, like, the other, you know, we also say that we're the mother of the earth. That's sorry. Right. There's so many things. Funny, ma- like, maternal to the entire planet. To the whole planet. Occupied by, uh, like, wayward black sheep's Turk son <laughs> at some point. Maybe I made that story up. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think that's true. I don't know. I don't know, you know. Um, I wouldn't know anything about being occupied by Turks. Yeah, so that is probably a big element of it. I mean, like, also, like, we have... We have all sorts of Mediterranean influence. And, you know, obviously the Greeks ruled there for a long time and all this shit. Uh, We have Islam. Yeah. And I think, like, a lot of, like... There's, like, a... King Farouk, which was, like, the, the the... the was the king pre-revolution. Um, yeah, I'm too high now to recount history. So but but I mean, I'm just curious why. Yeah, there's the Muslim situation, but like, there's that shouldn't be no re- that should be no reason for things not to work. You would think that in a Muslim, for Muslims, things would work. Ult- I mean, I'm not. I'm saying there's a lot. Those are all excuses. Right. But the point is, we've always like we are a people with a rich history and like. Maybe it's just that it's, you know, it's been 60 years of being its own country and it's a new country and it was always entangled with, like, what was happening. But you look at that and it's like, oh, but, like, it's been generations of Egyptians. And I think, like, you see that manifested in, like, the revolution, obviously. Like, there was so many people that were ready for something, you know, and, like, like, they're way smarter than me and they're serious and, like, they know what the fuck they're talking about. And there's, like, there's, like, tons and there's, like, millions of these people in Egypt. And they're desperate for wanting, like, a good rule. But, like, not knowing what it is, just being someone that just, like, looks at what happens around the world, it just, in most cases, it doesn't work. I think that's, like, the, the answer. It's, like, in most cases, you can't really make functional government, especially, you can't do it on top of, like, a place that's been torn up for 7,000 years. You know what I mean? It's, like, I don't know. Is it too big? It is the biggest, I mean, it's 100 million people, but you look at, like, what it is, and it's, like, you know, I think, like, 30 to 50%, uh, you know, literacy, like, not literate. Yeah. That's big. So, it's, like, what, when you look at Cairo, you're even, I mean, you're still even, you're seeing all these, even maybe people on the street that are poor or whatever. Those still, people are still better than, like, most of the country, which is very underdeveloped, probably, or geographically the rest of the country that's underdeveloped. But there's tons, there's millions of people that live in these places. Like, the majority of the country still is not in Cairo. Should we get a snack inside? Yeah. 
Let's go. The Egyptian question. The EQ. <laughs> what do they think? What do you What do you guys think of uh, Gulf Arabs? What do I think? Of what well, no. What I mean, you and like people who think people who have your disposition. Wait, you left your phone inside. Not a fan of the Gulf Arabs. Before we get to Gulf Arabs, another thing. Okay. How is it that things don't work in a country where 60% of men are engineers? That's the other <laughs> thing I don't understand. Uh, are there any men who don't become engineers? Like, Well, the whole system... Uh, Got it. It's like there's so many. We see so many. It's so like the reason I'm in, I'm able to be in this country is because my dad came here on whatever the visa was that was for like high skills, H1B. I don't know what if it was whatever H1B or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a flu or some shit. Yeah. I, yeah. So. He, like so many of the Indians and all these people that are here are the people that were able to be good. They were good enough to come here. Like, so that's why so many of that are here. But in Egypt, it's like so many of the, like, you they only actually take 20% or 30% of those people and allow them to go to, call, like, the engineering college. I guess the system is set up, like, it's free college, but they you have to test into this piece uh it's like basically your main so yeah i mean still it seems like it's an or it's a fairly educated but then you're saying there's like half 50 percent illiterate or something like that so i don't know there seems to be like i don't know if, maybe this is a problem nobody can figure out what the problem is no there's tons of i mean it's like they're operating still like this Soviet socialist mentality and like, you know, they are, they think of themselves as like, I mean, it's like free college. It's like supposedly free healthcare. Where did they get Soviet socialism from in Egypt? They were never, they never had that. Well, like they were, they were definitely during the time that like there was dabble between. I wonder who came from or like what influence it was. Because like Syria was controlled by Russia basically. So Syria has a Soviet type of mentality. From what you I did play both sides from my from what I know about Cold War era, but like hello, can we sit down too? Oh, sure. Yes, sure, yes. You'll sure, put them on. Oh, we have to show vaccines. All right, one second. Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm gonna do it faster than this guy. I'm super fast on the vaccine card. Look at that. Boom. It's, it's like I, I have to go through all this all these nudes to find it 
Oh, where is this? Guys, he can't damn. figure it. He can't figure it out. It always oh, gets. <laughs> That's why you guys gotta go Android, Team Android, iPhone. Is there any way you can like put a heart on the, your favorite picture or something? That way you can pop up at the top. Yes. I, okay. I gotta. I gotta. Here, sure. That's just fine. Where was it? Here or here? Here. All right. Wonderful. All right. You're gonna have to keep me on track, so I don't know. Astros Diner and Coffee Shop. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm trying to get. Obviously, I want to get like, I want to get your sense of Egypt among the Arabs. We've talked about Lebanese being the hot jock people in the mind of the Egyptian. Yes. You're the funny, cool, you're the funny. We're like the ugly, funny, funny but ugly, but funny, <laughs> but like nice and sweet. You make up for it. You, but like you, we're teasy, but we're, but we're like, you know, the beauty of the humor, as anyone that has a sense of humor knows, is that you want to be so loving towards somebody, mm-hmm. but it's... That's fucking gay. <laughs> you can't be gay. So the, you have to be mean. So you have to be mean, but in a... What's the opposite of passive-aggressive? I'd rather No, aggressive to aggressive, your face, mean, yeah. and then you go, but, but, I'm but, kidding, but, and then you get to give them a hug. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like, it's aggressive-passive, because it's like, you're being aggressive, but ultimately it's out of, like, love. Yes, it's not yes, out yes. of... It's not... A, it's a, whereas, whereas passive-aggressive is you're being nice out of hate right? right basically yeah so that guy when he's like literally making us freak the fuck out in right. the car he's he's being aggressive passive or whatever he's loving us. he's being love. yeah he's loving the hell out of you by freaking you out it's nothing to do with him right and he's also yeah I mean systematically it makes sense that this is a cope like this is literally a it's his way of being like it's, it's a way of moderating moderating your expectations because like for whatever the percentage is a large percentage of the time you're not going to get what you want you're going to be pissed and this is a way for him to preemptively kind of massage your spirit yes you know chill you out get you prepared for failure and disappointment and frustration it's, I mean can you imagine the frustration it's like you're dealing with tourists that come to this country and they're like why is shit not working and you're like Shit doesn't work. Here. Da 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 da. Like, <laughs> you do it all day. Why are you yelling at me about yeah. it? I have to live here. Nobody knows why shit doesn't work here. <laughs> uh, the French? I don't know. <laughs> Some <laughs> Turkish guy who wants used to rule. But it's like it's also. I mean, like everyone that goes there, they get ripped off. Yeah, so that's the other things. So you get ripped off. You got robbed by gunpoint, right? I got robbed again when you were what sixteen. What were like, you? It's a good memory. I don't. Uh, I was maybe like eleven. You were eleven. Ten years old. Yeah, right in front of the street of my grandma's house. And what did you do? I was with my cousin, 
and they approach and they're like, give me your wallet. I fucked up. I mean, like, I stupidly had taken my wallet out on the street, which I didn't know was a thing she told me about. At night, walking home, we're coming home from a funeral, and uh, yeah, so I freak out, and it's like a group of kids, and they come and approach us, and they're like, give me your wallet, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, run in English, I'm like, run, and I pushed, and we ran, and I pushed the dude, he's like robbing us on a traffic street, which is every street in fucking Egypt, and so we just, like, sort of scrambled, and like, Hi guys, Good, how are you? Give me a minute and I'll come back, okay? Okay, thank you. Ran to the street, <laughs> and it's like, once we're in the street, and then I think of a guy, like, probably shouldn't have jumped into the street, but like, yeah. Do people, would people, is there a tradition of not giving a shit when people are getting robbed? Or no, 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 it was fear? like, there was a guy that like, honked at them. There are also a lot of undercover police, tourist police, that are oh, apparently roaming, and, you know. Is it? Why would they be undercover instead of in uniform to scare away the crimes from happening in the first place? In well, a place like you that. Know, Egypt has always been like a major, you know, there's tons of like secret police there just from a like, you know, international level. Yeah. And then they, they employ all those, uh, you know, tactics and that's what like, you know, because... They've been trained to be like... Against sneaky. Well, because yeah, ever since ever since uh, Anwar Sadat was murdered by like you know Muslim Brotherhood, like that's when Mubarak came in. That was like the last you know forty year president that was there. He came in knowing that his predecessor was murdered by the Muslim Brotherhood, and they, they pull you know like these very you know aggressive tactics. But you know there is a state of paranoia. Also, you can't talk about the government, and you, know, you disappear behind the sun and all this shit. So, like, it is kind of like a wary place that way. Which is cool, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the memes get way better. The memes get better. <laughs> there's intrigue. There's a sense of romance. I mean, it gives... It certainly gives, like, a romantic... Yeah, if you're a dissident, for sure. I mean, like, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it is... The problem with all this, of course, is, like, you know... You send these Islamists to these you know, prisons where they're tortured and, like, you know, the worst shit in the world. You want to know how bad shit is there? I've never seen this once. They would, they would pin, uh, they would, like, uh, like, tie dudes to a chair and then have a dog rape them. Today, or this is... This was, like, you know, in the 90s and shit. In the 90s? Oh, way back. modern-day Egypt would... That was like the kind of torture techniques they were using. Getting raped by dogs. Damn. Well, were they were they cute dogs? Oh, Armo, <laughs> Not, filthy Armo. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I mean, there's a difference between I don't know. Like they had to. Find, I'm sure they found some big dick dogs. To <laughs> yeah, they had to. I mean, like, but that's the thing. It's like and you take you take already the most repressed people, and then like they have these kinds of methods of torture, and it's like then they come out and they're terrorists now. I mean, like, that's kind of like that's the the argument is that these you know bare knuckle tactics that have been used have created. Have created I, a, they've know, turned crust. They've turned like a crusty the clown people into. Into uh, what? Uh, you it. Know, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I'm trying to think of like what, like what, what, what is, what do Egyptians consider at the most, other than other Egyptians, or other than other political party or whatever? Like, what does it consider the most pernicious influence on the country now? I mean, again, a country of hundred million people, and like you have some, every different opinion. I mean, I do ask this question pointedly now, is whenever I find an Egyptian. And, you know, there is a resignment to, like, this is, there is no, I mean, there is, and I believe this too, there's, like, there's no culture or history of democracy. So you can't just have democracy. Well, fuck democracy. We're just talking about order. We're just talking about, like, things working. You know, there's two different ways of looking at it. There's... I think you look from a Western perspective, and I look from a Western perspective, well, well, there's democracy, things are working. Okay, so yeah, things are, but that's like, just a, things were frame. working when they were occupied, you know, that's, right. that's the, so when they're have, not working now is the point, they were once working. Maybe. So I can't, I, I, like, I don't know, I think, I can't speak to, like, what was happening to the Ottoman, because that was... Yeah, it's too, too, and how, context how much is that, too different back then. Yeah, because it's also linked to, like, what was happening with the Ottoman Empire, right? Like, I'm sure it was a more functional place when the Ottoman Empire was stronger. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on how autonomous it was. You know, it's just like, it's it, how how it was governed. It's like, it's like, there are differences between how certain territories are governed. Sometimes they're autonomous, sometimes they're, sometimes they're like, ruled by a certain minority that they kind of install. You know, like, there's all these different, it, it's hard, I don't know the answer. But I'm thinking about recent history. I'm talking about, like, within post-Ottoman Empire, which hasn't existed since 1920. So after 1920, it was the British. It was British, which and I'm assuming things worked in the British Empire because that's what, that was their sick thing, but maybe not. I think that, like, my grandma would talk about, you know, talk lovingly of the times of the British when, like, you know, she wanted to be an aristocrat or whatever, or like, and... You know, for some people, I think it worked, and for other people, maybe it didn't. But it was a much smaller country. You know, I think, I think it, I think it may be in a hundred years, uh, quintuple of their population, something like that. Wow, they just had a lot of babies because they're Muslim, mm, right? So, wait, what percentage are not Muslim? Ten percent currently in Egypt, they say, but it could be, you know, they could be more. The cops claim more, more, and they're all cops basically. They're not Muslims, or uh, you know, ninety percent of, them. but there's a, you know you have, yeah, some Armenians and shit. Yeah, you Armenians, have random you shit. Got Catholics like us. Right, but you're cops ethnically. Cops. And then you have, but there is like a, the reason we're Catholic is because my mom went to a Catholic school because the Catholics have a big presence because you know. They have right, it's the same reason that some Armenians are Protestant or even Catholic too. Like they get ended up in an orphanage that was run by the Red Cross or something like that and here they are and like you know that's just like, it's stuck so our cop do cops share the funny identity I would say hold that thought no we're ready at least I'm ready what, you haven't looked at the menu I'm not even hungry now so I might uh, okay, you, yeah, just get a decaf coffee okay I'll get a decaf as well okay and um I think I'm gonna do the country fried steak and eggs. Yeah. Oh, how do I like it? Um, I like it. I like it sunny side up. It's fine. Yes. 
I don't eat bread, so neither one. Is, okay. Neither one. Good. Um, what were those options? Oh, oh, yeah. Toaster what? Pancakes. Pancakes. Oh, do you want pancakes? Pancakes. And then I'll have yeah, and Pancake. that's good for now. Thank yeah, you. I'll let you know. Can I keep this? All right. I forgot. I just said no to pancakes. Well, you're sitting right here. You always do, it, man. Fuck you. No, I never get offered pancakes. So that's this is a, this is beyond. I still want to eat your ever. bread. That's true. I'm always eating the bread. Yeah. Man, it's become so easy for me to spot Armenian faces now. It used to not be the case as much. But like that guy over there with the nose, he's so obviously Armenian. You see him? In the middle, across from the oh, girl. Okay. He's like... like well, he's literally is, is, he is he obvious to you as an Armenian? Oh, 100%. Okay, yeah, okay. So. Look how he's dressed. But I'm only seeing his face from where I sit. I can't see his extremely Armenian, weirdly, yeah, I can't see that. He's an Armo-ass face, though. He's got the most Armo face I've ever seen in my life. That's hot. I mean, you tell me. <laughs> I, think, I think from what I hear from chicks, like, they think, like, Armo dudes are hot. Well, that's a good reputation. Especially the manly ones. Well, I, I would think, I would hope that there would be a benefit from the general uh, extinction of manliness. You know what I mean? Like in, in in the nineties manliness was normal across across ethnicity, so it didn't it wasn't like oh Armenians are necess- I mean, you know, you still had like stereotypes and whatever. But it feels like if you are one of the last men in a big city and you have a reputation for that, it doesn't matter how pretty you are and shit. As much. Yes. You, you would you would think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I mean they definitely they're Unmistakably, if they're being armo and they're a guy, it's all swagger and like it's macho. Right, definitely. But it, but it is real. It's not like bullshit. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Is there are there people who are macho but it's bullshit? Would you say? Yeah, I think like bros, white bros. Like, I think you, a lot, yeah, I think in a lot of times it's just like, you know when, if a fight breaks out, because some dudes only fight when there's like, when they have like 10 on one, and those guys always act hard, but they're not really hard, and they like run away otherwise. No, so they're, they're paper tigers? Yeah, and they have to be Chinese, so. But you just said white bros. Or is the paper tiger Chinese? Well, I'm, I'm speaking of. Oh, you're talking about you, you. Well, you said white bros, but you may be like in general. Well, yeah, bro. there's all sorts of. Yeah, know, I think I think like the <coughs> classic picture that we dealt with is right. like the frat type who all talk a big game, but like they, they're only tough because they're there with like ten of their frat boys with them at all times because they're a frat. Times. It's a frat. And then when they're like, we catch them by themselves. Like, no, I'm actually kind of different from the frat. I'm like, I'm kind of more like. You know, when we corner them with three, uh, with three uh, dark-looking people, <laughs> and corner, they suddenly start to get different from. They suddenly start to like depledge from the. <laughs> right. Yes. They, I'm not really your typical gamma sigma chi, per se. They throw in a per se. The, I am curious about like what, I mean. You know, you being gay and all, like. <laughs> I'm. What did you just call me? 
Like, what's up with all that gay frat shit? Dare you. What's up with the gay frat shit? I don't know what gay frat so I wasn't in one. But is it, is it like, is there real, like, just like, oh, we're repressed and we're gay and that's what we do. The, the I, gay, like, the gay stuff of the frats that we know, you know, all the tropes of the, of the hazing, I it's have, all gay. I have, I have no clue and I haven't heard of a single person who was in a gay frat. Not a gay frat. They're all straight. You mean gays being? Oh, you mean gays in a frat that is full that gay? Because there's a gay frat in UCLA. I'm just saying the gay. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> to confuse. Yeah, but like, but like I'm talking about just like traditional like raw like a like a like a comedy frat movie. Yeah. Would have they do all this gay shit? Hazing oh, shit. right. They do all the gay hazing shit, and yeah, I mean, like they're always naked together. Yeah. They're always coming yeah. together. Right. That kind of you know it's kind of. Well, you're saying like, what do I think of this, or yes, like, what do I think it means? Yes, you my gay resource. Explain it to me now. It's a good point. I mean, I have to really, I have to think about because I haven't, I haven't like philosophized to start, to start with. You have to, you have to, you, you know, any place, any place where that's like traditionally homophobic, or where that's not a problem, you know, because it's all just dudes. Like in Armenia or in any of these old, even in Arab countries, I'm assuming there's a lot of physical contact and warmth between men and friends, uh-huh. right? Is that yes. the same in Egypt? Totally. Right. Same in Armenia. You see them walking down the street. Arm in arm. Arm yes. in arm. Yes, yes, yes. Not only arm in arm, they're like, sometimes they're draped over each other. Yes, yes, And this yes, can yes. go, you can see 60-year-old men doing this, not just young men, not just yes. like young kids. Because gayness doesn't exist. Gayness doesn't exist, so it's like, it's not, so you see people being normal and just showing warmth. <laughs> You know, and just being being dudes together, and yeah. it's just being warm camaraderie. That's that seems to be normal. That seems to be like now the frat stuff. There's probably other forces at play because college kids are so like burdened with this uh, sexual tension, this idea that they have to be fucking nonstop. Otherwise, they're not having the proper college experience, right? Like this invades everything uh-huh, uh-huh. so I'm sure there's all kinds of w- weird tension there and I've heard from people who've been gay and in a frat that you know I mean there's all kinds of stories of drunken behavior and high behavior where like they were perfectly happy to let somebody relieve them you know put it in the PG-13 way in a certain state or like jer- or be curious to be jerked off or like the, the like that part's not completely fictional either, but it's in the context of being super drunk and horny, and there's no, you know, like a little bit of English boarding school situation going on, where it's very, where that's apparently very common. Like we were just playing around when we were kids, but we're all straight now. Right. There's that element of it, you know. Honestly, if you were to if you were to think about a lot of these people, I mean, if you were to, if you were to like picture the, the sorts of scenarios you hear about where like fat bros sharing women and stuff like that's that's already you're already like that's already a long way toward doing something sexual with another dude if you're both fucking the same girl like rubbing up against each other right I mean you wouldn't ever do that it's not it's it, we. I mean I would don't you do that? it's so common I think it's like, so common yeah well that's weird though yeah like, yeah yeah it's just to go it just goes to it just goes to suggest that like for certain people they wouldn't have a problem 
uh, just closing their eyes and not being able to tell the difference in some in an activity that's you know up to blowjob basically. Huh. I think there's more the more of that than probably would admit it, but it's also doesn't really happen that much because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to have any kind of emotional discussion about anything like that ever happening. So that probably puts a you know you have to be pretty you have to be pretty like loose or high or out of it to to probably agree to that. I mean, I've heard exactly that story where like guy wakes up after hanging out with this dude and just like having fun all night and then the dude is like trying to suck his dick. He's like, what? Yeah, yeah. I hear that story. Again, this is and not personal goes, experience. This is just me right. hearing shit. And he likes, I mean, whatever. It's, it's whatever. If you think about it, if you're literally closing your eyes and if you're, if you're able to like hypnotize yourself or whatever and literally close your eyes and pretend it's something else and it's just a mouth, like what, what, how would you, t- how would we jerk ourselves off all the time? Exactly. As I say, you're, you're getting, every time you jerk off, you're being gay. You're literally, yeah. So there you go. I mean, some people are clearly able to detect, disassociate enough to be fine with that and others are not, you know, it's easy to see. It's easy to see the range. I feel like the more broy you get, the more they are. The more they're like just we- weird and shit, you know. Like I don't know, Long Beach Bros, like South Bay. Oh yeah, like yeah. Those guys are. Yeah, I mean, in my head, I still hate those guys. <laughs> you know, like I kind of like as much as like I feel like I'm aligned with them these days, and I like support whatever like I'm support into them, them politically. I'm into them being them you know like and right. being like loudly them and, but like they also push me around but I'm happy they're pushing somebody around right now <laughs> somebody <laughs> they put push me around in the bar like right. it, like I'm small and because you're small and yeah. I like I literally live like like not even looking at me yeah it's yeah, a crowded yeah. bar and they just like move yes, you like, move they your side yeah fuck about you I hate that I honestly, I really hate that. I can see how that would. That's the thing. That, but that's what makes you so great. Is like most people would be turned into Arab terrorists by such behavior, for example. And I and I will do that one day. One day you will pull them up. But in the meantime, you're being a very casual. You're being very cool about it. You're understanding. You're not really understanding, but you're like, all right. In the big picture, it's. It's rough how it's whatever. It's masculinity and that over there they're ill bred, they're poorly parented, they're poorly raised by for by like by a lot people who do that are poorly raised. Like let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. They're I, fucking we know them. They're fucking it, poorly raised. Yes, yes, yes. We okay. know yeah, some specific very specific people yes, we know yes. that are poorly raised. And then a lot of them will have like you know it's an age thing and I think like after you're twenty five years they old. Chill out. They chill out. You don't out. wanna be an asshole anymore. Yeah. And, they do chill out. And then and a lot of them are have you know, even in those years are very nice guys and like you know, obviously we, I have tons of like these like broy white friends that like I've known my whole life that are very like the nicest people on the planet, obviously, and everything like that. So, like, we're talking about a yeah a certain subset, obviously, in every group that they're not. There's a, there's always it's always like a certain number, and every if there's a group of ten, they're not all going to be like that. It's Most probably like four, but right. then, but when they're at the bar, they egg each other on. Plus, they get way. drunk. Yeah, yeah and they, they get drunk. Yeah, right. But I support them now for sure. 
like <laughs> I hope that they're doing that. They're doing that to other people, like dudes. to the current generation of no, frail people. I, like some like some bearded white dude, you know, yeah. <laughs> like coming in there, kind of like just trying to get a drink. Like fuck that guy. He doesn't belong at Sharky's in right. Mimosa Beach. Yeah, you would love to just. I would love to just activate entire armies of these people and just inflict them upon Las Vegas, inflict them upon Silver Lake, and just like you know run through the bars and just. Just run over all, all the fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the, the goblins that we have to deal with. Yeah, I know. It's it's depressing. But, which brings us to. I don't know if I've, you've said all you want to say about Egypt, but. I haven't even started talking. We've, we've been talking about Egypt? I haven't <laughs> even started talking about yeah. Egypt. Well, what else? Well, wait. What else do you have to say about Egypt? What other observations <laughs> do you have about Egypt? I mean, it's, to me, it's interesting. I mean, I, one one question I have is like, given the fact that the identity is so comfortable with being considered funny, and that's also tied in with good. What's the what's the repu- like? What's the view of people who try to be a professionally funny and get into even get into acting or anything goofy like that? Whereas, like you would think, traditional countries they tend to frown down upon that unless they have a rich tradition of. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, a big thing we didn't talk about is that, it, like, the reason we have this idea of ourselves is, one, we're, we, we are the largest Middle Eastern country. Right. 100 million, like, you know, we dwarf these other countries. You know? Right. You're more cultural. Clearly, and you're we more are of a the culture. Hollywood of the Middle East. Right. So, like, we speak a pretty unique dialect that, like, we're very far away from the traditional Fosha Arabic. But, like, everyone understands Egyptian Arabic because it's, like, that's what the shows. And, like, our media is distributed throughout the Arab world. Um, and a lot of it is comedy, obviously. Um, and there's a lot of it is soap operas, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, to this day, like, we get them and we watch them. Like, most of most of the diaspora, yeah, diaspora. watches this shit, obviously, and all that. So, um... But I, I asked my parents, like, do we know any single... I mean, we are, we're a family that's in like, newspapers and politics. Da, 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 da. We don't know a single... There's not a single person that was ever a singer or an actor. Not a single one. This is a huge issue. Like, we, but we just never... I don't know if it's... We watch these shows and, like, it's like, yeah, it's like cops. It's, it's Muslims. I don't know what it is. But it's just like we were never from... It. And then, you know, as we know, the trope... Uh, from Middle Eastern comedians, it's like whenever they always talk about like, like they mention, you know, to their family of their comedians, and like you know, it's very frowned upon always that they be in any. They want you to be a doctor. Or it's the same right. exact. But that, but these are, di- are, but these sound like diasporans, and that it's a very different mentality in the diaspora. Same with Armenia too. I mean, in the diaspora, you're like you need to get serious. I, I'm just, no, but it's just I w- it would be the same thing. I'm sure in Egypt, right. if I was like there. That's what I was curious about. If you were there, was because, for example, like in Armenia, just a you know, uh, just a different country with similar diaspora distinction. There, because of the especially because of the Soviet influence, there was a rich artistic sure. thing, and so like yeah, if you were to become an artistic thing, that's not frowned upon actually at all. From what I, I mean, it may be in certain households, but generally speaking, like that 
that's part of their pride is that they have they have artists on their statues on every fucking corner of the street like so but whereas in the diaspora it would be frowned upon in the oh, diaspora yeah yeah in the diaspora it's all doctors lawyers doctors lawyers doctors lawyers business that's it because it's all about stability making money getting by don't rock the boat don't take big risks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's safe get it get a college education college education it's like they're they're it's the magic spell at least you know up to this point um, and it's very distinct and you when we reach the age we're at now in our mid-30s and we look at everyone around we look at all the people in the Armenian schools and we look at the general like you know the ones who stayed in the super Armenian upbringing there's unmistakable commonalities of playing it safe you know overall like and, and pursuing this you know even even the ones who have like even the ones who see beyond that and whatever, but they're still, they've got that imprint. And it's one of the reasons that that we're not in all the high places like you want to be, you know, and so uh-huh. on. For whatever, for, I mean, you know, just generally, like, not enough. Not for not for having been in Hollywood for 60 years. But there is so many Armenians in Hollywood. There are, but it's so many. But you think that there have been Armenians here for 60 years. It's like, there should be more, if you think about it. There, I don't know if that there are any more successful Armenians in Hollywood, like, at the high level. I'm not talking about, like, makeup or something like that. I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah. in terms of, like, big agents, big producers. I don't know that there are more now than there were in 1965. There was a major Armenian agent in, 19, in the 60s, for uh, example. Um, I can't think of one. I can think of a few Armenian agents now that are pretty big. But it's like not that many more, you know. It hasn't grown. It's just sort of the same handful in each little thing. But whatever. That's it's not about the fucking Armos. Fuck Armos. This is about <laughs> well, the funny, the best people in the world. Yes, it's about the best Egyptians. People in the Egyptians. And we, and I think you can attest, we Egyptians love Armos. At least you do, no. and your parents. We do. all love Armos. Like yes, my dad. I don't know how many other Egyptians I've known, and I'm sure I've known some, but they're like slipping through the cracks. I'm trying to think. Well, definitely the cops love Armos. Oh, sure, that makes and sense. Here in LA, it's like you know any any Christian brown person. Right. Um, but yeah. Now, uh, why do they love Armos again? I mean, I know that you know it makes sense why cops being Christian in a Muslim world and being Turkish. Uh, well, a lot of armies went to, the, to Egypt and like they just had a good reputation there. They were like good, hardworking people that were you know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Can I get? Oh, I'm good. Right. Going to ask for hot sauce. So I think I think there is an aspect of you know Egyptian comedy that's pretty interesting because I mean and this maybe this is something that we both can you know commiserate on because. If I'm like you, and I think I'm, I try to do the same thing as, you know, I feel like I am trying my best to be an authentic me and represent who I am, and a big part of that is Egyptian. Right. And my, I feel like my sense of humor, as described, which is, I think, I think is aligned with the Egyptian sense of humor, which I think is a universal sense of humor. I don't think it's like, I think when... We say we're the funniest because, like, everybody gets the joke. Everyone gets our joke. People get, there are more people who get the joke. That's, that's yeah, it's like, it's not, but also, um, never mind. When you say, I mean, I, what I mean is, like, you're saying that the jokes you make aren't specific to a, your... I think that the, the Egyptian, like, 
the teasy kind of like punchy mean but like right but like you know night you know like all yeah. that whole thing it's a universal comedic language it's a universal comedic language that's ingrained of in everybody that passed through Egypt anthropologically right. <laughs> right. time, I which is why the Mexicans are just like Egyptians today exactly they're yeah. just so so far away they're just so, they just ran for some reason they just couldn't stop running <laughs> uh but <laughs> all the Mexicans made it all the way to Argentina, where we know that so many Mexicans dwell. <laughs> right, 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 right. They keep going south. They kept going south. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> but it's like, this is so, like, this, I'm going to, you know, I am going to talk shit on myself. I'm going to talk shit on, you know. Feel free to. Yeah, I'm waiting on those pancakes. Yeah, I know. I know what's taking so long. I just feel like, like it's diametrically opposed to this. Oh, I love my culture thing that every, you know, comedian of color has to do, or you know, it's just like it's hard to do both those things. To be funny and to love your culture, because the whole point of being funny is to hate your not to hate, but to make fun of and to disparage and to point out the foibles of and not play this game where you're like. We were the first to do this, and we are the victims of that, and right. which is what every chick is doing now. And by chick, I mean both genders, obviously. But like, but I'm, I, before I interrupt you to get into more recent examples of quote unquote Middle Eastern comedy in Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, I mean, is there anything else about? Is there anything about about Egypt specifically that can kind of lend itself? How did now? How do they see themselves again, more specifically, compared to the Gulf country, to, compared to non-Lebanese Arabs? So, like, when they, I think when you com- like, if you're Egyptian, you are, like, it doesn't. It's not lost on us that like. You know, we have this amazing history. Like, I think it's like mm-hmm. right in our fucking face, and that's the that's the biggest joke and irony and crime of of it all. Is like, thank you. It's like, wow, look, there's the greatest you know temple ever built. And um, I can't get my toilet to work. Right, 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 right. Um, so, but we're still very obviously very proud of it. And you compare you compare that to like these nations that you know didn't exist before. The, petroleum was found or whatever right and they're just so new and like these are like you know like a re you know obviously a rich cultured place all these places you know but they just weren't these established countries that were able to build any kind of infrastructure in any real way or be able to do anything the ones that can you know up until like you know that's just starting like the 60s or something I don't know I don't know my history exactly but like that's when the, they really came on the scene so like I don't know I feel very I feel like when I meet Gulf country people here, it's because they're really rich kids, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what they're just—the rich kid son—and uh, they live in Irvine or they live in El- whatever, and they're like driving a Ferrari, right? Uh, or they're going to like you know a really good school, and, like whatever. Like they're able to come to the United States because they're rich. Do you feel any kind of kinship with these people when you meet them here? I think in a, in, in a fundamental level, I think, like, yes. Like, oh, huh, we're having a similar experience here. Um, so, like, 
Yeah, and then obviously a lot of them are like very. They know, you know, they travel all over the Middle East. They've been in Egypt. Da, 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 da. Well, and they, in a lot of ways, like, oh, they're they're still in they more Middle Eastern than I am, but they're not. Because they, like, right? But were you born here? Because I'm born here. But like, they're they're not like the same vibe as Egyptian at all. And I don't think that the, the sense of humor is there. I don't think that you know. I can't really pin those people, but like. They're not my enemy, but they're not like the homie. Right. Do they appreciate the sense of humor is not there? Do they appreciate if you when you find yourself cornered by? So I, the, actually, I should really say the place where I find Arabs, and I've always found Arabs, and the main place out you know that it would always happen is the, is the shisha bar, which is like right the rite of passage of all of us living in Southern California. I'm sure. I don't know if you had a you had. Well, Your options on the west side kind of suck. I mean, yeah, my options suck. A BB so, cafe, bro. Yeah, I hate, fucking hated that place. And it was, and honestly, my my options were Persian, <laughs> Persian vibes, which I never. Which is different, very different. <laughs> right, it's different. So I didn't. That the, the Orange County Arab thing, no, didn't have that. And I and I realized Arabs were part of the West Side stuff too. Can, can I have some more decaf, please? I realized that Arabs were kind of part infiltrating into it because why not it's there you can do it but but it's not I feel like I'm sure in, in Anaheim and stuff it has a, je- a different demeanor there's tons of it like yeah and that's where it's like you know my experience going to a, a hookah bar in Anaheim and standing outside and not being like cool enough to get in and all that you haven't been cool well, enough to get into hookah bars in Anaheim. Wow. Because, like, you know, there is, a, you know, 15 G-Wagons and, a, <laughs> like, the, a little Ferrari and, like, mm-hmm. the most bullshit strip mall uh, off of Brookhurst in Anaheim. Like, it's a dump. And there's, but then these guys are, like, showing up in that. You know what I mean? Right, I see. Yeah. That's not an Egyptian vibe at all. And it, it, it feels totally different than... Obviously, trying to go to like the shisha, which is just like the communal activity that so many people do on a daily basis. Go to these places, just hang out for hours, watch the game, you know that kind of thing. Right. A man thing, and a lot of times just a man thing to do. Right. Of course. Totally. I mean, those places are very friendly and welcoming. Right. So that's where I get the vibe of like, oh, these Arabs are too cool or they're too hot shit and it's all about the car and it's all about the watch and that's not I don't think Egyptians could ever really be I mean obviously Egyptians try to be that but they're not super into that because they never had it I don't like that I mean I don't like the mixture of that with the community hangout spot we're not an oil rich country (laughs) why go to go to Hollywood with that shit why are you going I mean that's why they're in Hollywood yeah, well, that's why they're in Hollywood, but they're also, but you're saying they're also crashing your local party over there in Buena Park or in Anaheim. Yeah, there's fucking Arabs over there. So, I mean, like, obviously, I hate Arabs, too. <laughs> I mean, you've heard me say that how many times? Um, many times. I hate them the most. They're the worst. It is a message you try to instill toward the end of many a night. <laughs> it always ends up with that. <laughs> Somehow, like, you're like, there's one <laughs> thing I want to... You Arabic for some reason. <laughs> As somebody random, yeah, somebody just sort of, like, randomly defends an element of Arab uh, uh, characteristic or whatever, and you're like, there's one message I want you to take away from, from this evening. You can't try... I mean, they're the worst people on the planet. 
Let's not. This is an important thing. Like we can't. Like this feeling we had after 9/11. That's a real feeling that we should have. We shouldn't forget it. Now people are gonna say, well, you're Westernized because your Egypt is like Western. Like Egypt is a Westernized country, and you're brainwashed what the by the fuck. Westernized. Well, because of the British rule. People might accuse you of being like British influenced in that opinion. True or false? You find me this person. I have a. Have a <laughs> okay. <word again. laughs> no, it's. <coughs> I'm just no. I'm just like. It's coming from a place of us being very proud of who we are, and we are not Arabs. You know, that's like a big thing. Yes, right. Egyptian. We're not Arabs. We're Egyptian, and we were first. You were and first. we did all this shit. Don't come here and try to come and like make your country. You know, your whole riding around with a fucking lion in my Ferrari culture. That's not Arab. That's not Middle Eastern culture. That's like rich oil shit. You know what I mean? Rich Vegas. That's like a yes. Vegas of the desert. Yes. It's the... Dubai. It's, it's Dubai. Dubai. It's Saddam's, you know, castle or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, like... So, I'm guessing there was a great deal of anger and resentment by a huge segment of Egyptians after 9-11. Like, this isn't us. Was that part of it? It's, I mean, it's very mixed, obviously. I mean, so, he's kind of like in the, uh, definitely in the Coptic community. And he's, he's the family I know through people. The story I like to share often is that one of the, I think, it happened, two happened on the same day, but the first killing of a American Middle Eastern person that was a hate crime. Was an Egyptian? Was a cop Egyptian in LA. God. Um, and, you know, just like a, 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 a father of two that owned a, you know, a liquor store or something, and a guy just comes in and he like, valley and he kills us. You know, like I forget exactly what the story was, but I think it's attributed like that was the first. So, but we're also like a people that, you know, if you're a cop in LA or in any part of the diaspora, you're like, you've escaped in some way from a country that has always had this like weird relationship where sometimes they accepted you at other points you know you had to pay the jizya the gizya the tax right. and to the point where you know there are elements this you know obviously in the since like the 20s where there would be jihadist actions potentially against you or oftentimes it's the most vulnerable of us you know in like in this you know in upper Egypt and like the farms like all sorts of terrible shit happens over there so the Christians to the Christians to the cops yeah so which nobody ever fucking talks about we ever. never talk about nobody it nobody fucking ever talks about Christian minorities in, in Muslim countries it's really funny and they can't do and then they can't really fight back and then like and they sound like and I think a lot of them are like the, the church itself is very non-violent and we're gonna pray through this but they never fight back right maybe for good or for bad who knows but well it's the endless it's the endless dance that Armenians had to go through too. Do you fight back and then risk a genocide? You know? Exactly. Or do you just be a bitch forever? It's like, it's, it's hard. <laughs> so, the Egyptian mentality, I think, at least the Armenians, I think a lot of them have 
have a fight back mentality. Well, they do now. Do, they do now. It took yeah, a genocide. It's been, it took a genocide, and it, it took a gen. It really did take a genocide, and it took surprise victories following a genocide, such as you know the temporary republic, the first republic that lasted for two years, still managing to have a republic that even though it was under Soviet rule, retained its name and was protected. Like, that was, just that happening was definitely, I think, established the, the need to, I mean, you know, it, it was a different ball game. so that, that's what you have to fight to protect at this point. Yeah, it's like, but maybe instinctually, it's like, you, like, we're not, it's like, we're Christian, so it's like, nonviolence seems to be, like, a baked-in part of it. Right. You're not, that, I mean, that, that puts you at a competitive disadvantage. Yeah, that, that's how you got conquered in the first place. Especially to the guy whose flag is a sword. Right. So, why are we talking about this? Um, oh, I was talking, well, I brought up 9-11 as a... So 9-11, yeah. it's like, at some point, you're always like, oh no, like, we're all being lumped together with these people and we're like trying to scream like no this is why we're here it's like these people are we've run away from this like no this is these people are bad you know like it's almost right. like in some way like yes a, like a kind of almost a vindication of like hey like right this is listen what you, to us right but of course you're just a lowly minority voice the lone minority voice where most people perceive any sort of Arabic country opinion from the clerics or the imams or whatever, all of whom kind of they were neutral at best. If I remember, if I remember correctly, I mean, I, I could be, I could not be remembering correctly. But as I recall, it was it was like there was a situation where it was hard to find Muslim leaders of any kind. Oh, to like in in the I think in the Arab street, as they would say, like there was there's large support for Bin Laden at the time. I mean, like, Kind of maybe begrudging, you know, but like, yes, if I had to pick between the two, you still pick that over a over puppet, the United States, over a United States puppet. Um, so yeah, I mean, you look at the polls at the time, and it's like, yeah, like the you know what we ever want to call the fundamentalist Islam strain or however I don't know how you, we would define it but what we would call fundamentalists here is strong and the, it still remains strong in the Middle East there might, there can be you can have a thousand liberal you know college students on Twitter saying oh look we're different da 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 but we're not getting it's not it's not a meaningful segment of the society that's why that, I mean that was the first big fraud of Twitter is all these people on Twitter in 2011 were like wow look they're so they're all speaking in one voice about like this revolution and the future that we're going to build and then the reality came to bear you know the minute there was an election and it was like oh yeah the only people organized here are the Muslim Brotherhood and they've had they have a real hard political institution that they built you know under the the, the, you know, the combat they've had for 70 years against the Egyptian governments of different kinds, you know, like they maintain a very strong political institution that stepped right in, you know, like there isn't that many end of the day when there's 100 million people and 60, you know, 40% don't read or write, like 
there's not gonna be that many people that are gonna be of this like liberal elite that's online. I mean, yeah. Doesn't mean that the average Egyptian person doesn't want these things. It just means that they're like, not prepared to fight for it. It's it's just very hard to fight these political forces. And I think like there's been, you know, things have even changed in ten years. I think there's way more, like you're, you're, the, you know, their phones are in the villages. Everyone has a phone. They've always had phones, and now they have, you know, they have all the social media. And, like I think that does move things, like for the better. And these are like obviously all good stuff, but like. Yeah, very different place than any Western place. Sure, because you have a large minority, which is very radical and strong, as you say, committed and will fight and doesn't mind dying, and is organized because they've been fighting for decades for what they want. And, and there's of course layers. I mean, I'm sure that's like that's the extreme layer, but there's like there is you know for several steps more liberalized than that which is still like pretty scary I think like it's still like women that are pretty repressed I think we would say like you know uh, probably not schooled or very little schooling and like you know like you know a man with many wives kind of right. like that, whole, that whole thing that's all like okay in Islam and everything like that at, de- depending on what but is your view that like because I mean, now, now it feels like again we just have like extremely clashing cultures is it your it, like? Is it your kind of sense like? Well, that just works for them. Well, the thing is, it's like that's all still relatively new. This is where my hatred of Arabs comes from. Okay, you mean get, gets dig into the hatred of Arabs because it, it's worth noting because a lot of people are listening. A lot of people are going to listen to this story and say, "Well, yeah, what are you, I mean, if that's who they are, that's who they are. Why are we messing? Like, you know, everyone's kind of sick and tired of the U.S. throwing its dick around." Places yeah. where where the culture is different, like the culture is different, and you know you're obviously Americanized because you're born here, and even the cops are such a t- tiny minority, and nobody cares about t- Christian minorities. It makes sense why they would be anti the majority culture there, which has fucked them over so much. But and even the co- I mean, it's it's a very conservative place, just comparatively. It's a com- like the cops are very conservative, like. Right. That's why I'm not. I wasn't raised in the Coptic Church because it's so conservative. Like we don't talk about sex or anything like that ever. You know, we're probably even more. The cops are probably the most are more conservative than even like your average Muslim Egyptian, just in terms of like culture. You know, just in terms of like you know the way marriage and dating and relations and all that stuff is conducted. Um, Which makes sense because, in so far as you know that well, that you're religious. And, and you probably have a focus on marrying other cops, whereas which are small, whereas the Muslims have a huge pool to choose from and just a little bit more, you know. Sure, yeah. That, that, I mean, I mean that. it follows that a minority like that. It's like the same with Armenians. Yeah, but then the, now looking at the Muslim population, it's different because, like, this fundamentalism that's being seen now is new. Like, this isn't, like, it's only gotten, I mean, it, all, like, the way terrorism has advanced is, is not, like, something that's been happening for 2,000 years, you know, 1,300, whatever. Like, it's gotten worse, and it's become, it's from a lot of, well, it comes from, like, Gulf Arab influence and the money and the, and the funding they do of madrasas, and, like, Egypt has, like, the most important 
I think Gama, uh, which is like you know the the school, like the, the mosque, um, which like issues he just, but that's always been a pretty, you know, like that's a pretty strict mosque that they have, you know. Um, but everyone says that like all that has been emboldened by the Arab influence, the Wahhabist influence in Saudi Arabia, uh, and just like in, you know, there's all these you know. Like now they talk about how the Saudis are buying up like all the Egyptian movie studios and like they make them create like pretty like conservative content and all that's happening. So like the control is coming. But again, you have to remember like these people didn't have money 70 years ago. Like so all that is new. So my parents and what our family that exists in Egypt has seen is a country where like, you know, in the 50s, when in early 50s, when the British rule, there was no one, no, the women were not wearing the the the, the scarf, like that was un, like unseen. Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Uh, so like, there's a clip I I saw of Abdul Nasser, who was like the first Egyptian president after the revolution, and he's like talking about like, oh these these. He's talking about the Gulf Arabs, and he's basically like, oh, these people, like, they think they want these women, uh, they say that the women have to wear the, the scarf. <laughs> and he's, like, talking to a crowd, and it's, like, almost like a comedy routine. It's like, oh, yeah, you think that you're going to get these Egyptian women to wear a scarf? And, like, it's, like, laughter and shit like that. <laughs> right. Fast forward to, like, the 90s, and, like, you know. They're all wearing scarves. They're all wearing scarves. So it's, like. So your family has seen this transition into radical Arab Fascism. It's not even we want to call it radical. And like one thing I really would want to say is like, forgetting all of this talk. End of the day, my family in Egypt lives very nicely right. with yeah, with the Muslim. Like like Egypt also has this tradition like amongst the good people, which is most people, that like we are brothers and sisters. We love each other. We should treat each other well. Islam could be interpreted to be a beautiful religion, just like you can interpret any religion to be that way. And I think most people want it to be that way. Right. But it is like you have like a thirty percent, forty percent element which right. would support the Muslim Brotherhood, which would say like in a in a poll to like Gallup or whatever that like they support Bin Laden and that 9/11 was the right thing to do, and that's more pervasive. And do those people? Do those people act differently person to person than the more liberal Muslim people in Egypt? Like, if you were to run into, is there a problem if you were to run into those people in real life versus in their political declarations? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm basing this on stories from my family, but like, you know, like, even in, in, in the times I visited, we'd visit every like couple years to Egypt, so I've, I've had a, a substantial amount of time on that. Like, we would see like, uh, what are they called? There's like an Islamist level that is like not extremist, but they're pretty Islamist. They're I think the name escapes me right now. And they're the guys that they don't they like shave their mustache, but they're wearing a beard. You can very it's very clear who they are. Like right, they're physically. not hiding themselves. So like, and you interact with them, you interact with them, and like, and they'll be respectful to you. You know, like, but I think. But then you obviously hear all the stories about how, like, what really, you know, you want to talk about, like, structural racism or anything like that. Like, try to, try to be an Egyptian and, like, again, maybe those people not being the concern, but, like, it being a Muslim country, you can't get anything done. Everything's done. Bilwasla, they call it. You know, everything, you have to have the connection. You have to have the nepotism. And if you're not in any kind of position of power, like, you're, you're in this constant state of, like, being, 
you know, discriminated against by this system. Um, we're truly treated like a second class system. Like the, 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 there is different, like the the cops have their own courts, you know, because they don't they're, they don't belong to Sharia law. But it's like you're truly like a second class, and it's in every way represented. It's definitely economically represented. Um, it's insane to consider how much time we spend in America blathering about structural <laughs> and systemic racism and, and shit like that, whereas in all these countries, they literally have different courts for different ethnicities. Because uh-huh. you're not going to get a fucking tri- fair trial if you get into it with the more powerful ethnicity. Like, you're literally, the, their uncle is going to fuck, is not going to let you, is that the, their uncle's the law. Is that it? Basically, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you hear all these stories of like these churches being burned and like you're in places where there is no you like you, you may not have paved roads. It'd be hard to even find a cop, and it's like you have to fend for yourself. And these cops have to stick together, but like they're constantly being harassed in the fields, and like people, you know, you can be killed and thrown in a river, no one ever know. You know, like that's how the you're truly on your own in those places, and the government's against you. So it's what do you do? You're getting preyed upon. And, like, anytime, like, you know, they have these ISIS videos where they were in Egypt and, like, they had gotten, like, they had, tw- I forget which one, you know, they had this one of these disgusting videos where, like, they had gotten 20 cops and, like, you know, basically they, they were all, wor- I forget what it was, and they basically were on a beach and they beheaded them or whatever, you know, and it's just like, oh, this is what we can do to your, these people here because they're all prey. I mean, and that's their gambit, they, they play with us. You know, they're in these places, and these people are can't like are indefensible. So it's hard not to allow it to make your blood boil. Yeah. And you know, shout out to all of our socialist friends these days. Uh, I just try to always remind them that when we had a when Egypt had a you know essentially a socialist revolution in the fifties, um, the government, which was again Muslim whether on purpose or not, enacted programs that took away 75% of the cops' wealth. They took their land, they took their fields, they nationalized all their shit, and oh, miraculously, it all disproportionately totally hit the cops. Right. Shocker. That's never happened before, where socialism just basically robs a, a, a Christian minority. Uh, or any minority, you know, whatever. Any minority that's doing shit and making money and has their shit together. The socialism is about taking things from people who have their shit together, pouring them down an endless fucking toilet hole of fanatics or or just like or just like, you know, basically uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Constituencies that have banded together to 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 to, to, to be uh, helped by your it's fucking, you know, so the Bernie social, the Bernie movement in Egypt didn't go too well for the cops. Yeah, I wonder if the Ber- I wonder if the socialist leader of Egypt, that movement in Egypt, like is basically like a brown Bernie Sanders. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, and it, you know, there is, you know, a socialist part. And it is, you know, the politics of Egypt today is very interesting in how this all kind of like flips out because, like, you know, the dynamic is fundamentalist army or liberal and right. it's like where, where do people fall in this like trifecta I don't totally know and is this is this is the lib, is the socialist tendency more in the fundamentalist camp or in the liberal camp 
or both? Because a lot of fundamentalists have a socialist type of yeah. I think like I've seen it argued ideology, that, like, even like like you know the ultimate like the political ideology of like Islam would be socialist. But on the other hand, Islam is Islam has a stern. I'm not a Islam has a strong tradition of being traitors. Like that's not. You know, capitalism in that sense, the basic like commerce sense, is not yeah. anathema to Islam. Sure. Fucking Muhammad was a traitor, right? I think. Yeah. If I if I remember my, you know, when I studied the Quran for the first twelve years of my life, right, 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 right. Uh, certain details stuck, and I think it's one of them is that he's a traitor. I mean, yeah, they, you can there. see they're com like you know Lebanese too. There's a lot of commerce in the. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's not it's nothing that's something that's not allowed. Yeah, and then like you know, and I think like it's spelled out very clearly like that they're also very charitable and that taking care of the poor is like a big thing so I, right. I don't know I don't know I don't know how that all it's not it's just not the same as like our western ideology so. right. I mean the thing about it the thing about socialism is it's all it's all just a very it's all a nice little verbal ideology for students to express and feel themselves uh, uh, build comedy theaters on build comedy theaters on socialism that always works so so well the moment it act, in any in any pra- actionable sense, it's a way of just stealing money from the cops and giving it to people who need who are like don't know how to operate anything, don't know how to do anything, don't know how to till any land, do know how to uh, get sex change operations, and like you know just and and holler holler at the sky five times a day. It's all about defunding the cops, and we're like no, like defunding the, the cops. cops. We yeah. love the cops. We need more cops. All copts are good. As you said earlier, like copts are the best. All cops are ACAP. ACAP. All cops are best. All cops are best. <laughs> but it is. All Egyptians. I mean, I, we can't. You know, I don't know if just the cops by themselves would be the best. Right. Because. Well, no, they're such a small percentage of the total. Yeah, they're also. Yeah. yeah. The cops are a funny bunch. They're not like. <laughs> Like, funny and me laughing at them, ha, ha, ha. Like, right. They're not, like, yeah, they're not, like, the funniest Egyptians, I think. Those would be, what, liberal Muslims? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I think we have good examples. I mean, I think, like, I'm when I look at the, the Egyptians in, like, comedy in America, I think they're pretty funny. Rami Youssef. Yes. Uh, who else? Uh, yeah, that's Gad, it. what's his face? Is he does that old French style of stand-up where it's like mostly like being an actor, you know, and being all musical and nimble and what? I don't know anything about uh, you know, French like stand-up. European stand-up in general, is, and the Fr- it's really French, I think. Is this like you a know they, they have? There's a mime element. There's like they have a mouthpiece, and they're being what? like, yeah, yeah. They're not a doing. Mouthpiece. Yeah, they have a mouth. They don't use microphones. They have a mouth. They have a Britney Spears. Oh, they have a Britney Spears mic attached I to them. They had like a mouth, like they're like Mike Tyson with a mouthpiece. No, no, no. They're like not Mike Tyson. Really that would be funny. They can't talk. But no, yeah, they would. Yeah, that's all he needs to like to further uh, to further clarify his speech. Like, uh, and then. They're like, no, it's like this whole, it's a much more clownish, like clownish style where they, they're very active on stage okay. and they're doing, they're, they're telling stories and enacting them and they're not, they're not doing, it's very different from American stand-up completely, but, it, but this guy tried to cross over. I don't know what it became of him. 
His name is Gad something, or I think. Oh, there's a Mexican birthday. It's a, oh, are they Mexican? They seem white. They seem white as can be. How sweet. They're white. Oh, yeah. What, isn't this a family-owned and operated place? I would hope so. I mean, what else could it be? That's, maybe that's why it's open 24 hours. See? There's something to be said about a mom-and-pop operation. I think that the lady, like, the lady that is the hostess is the mom. That's so cute, if true. Well, she's been there since, ever since I've been coming. So it would make sense. And she looks like she's 140 years old. She was, talking, was she talking shit on you for not being able to find your vaccine? Or was she... she was telling me that there's a way to do it so it can be in my wallet. And I, <laughs> I don't know how the... F- in, my, in my digital wallet. And I don't know how the right. fuck that's, how the fuck that's going to happen. What do you mean? You can very easily do that. You just have to go to the link and download I have to actually look up how to do that for 15 seconds. So there's no link. I just have the card that I took a screenshot of. Do your, do your friends that listen to your podcast know that you're a fucking moron? I mean, I'm sure they like an they aloof picked, guy, an aloof idiot. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they picked up on it. <laughs> Have they? Probably. It's the cutest but thing. At this point, you're so cute. Like, how do you not know how to look? Use your fucking. Phone, I know. To, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm like, fuck. Okay, I'm gonna use it. I only need to use it this one time. Then I forget that. No, I need to use it repeatedly. So I, I forgot that 500 times because it's happened every single time. Yeah, it's true. I just. I'm just lazy about my phone shit. Then I have to navigate all these nudes just to get to it every time in front of everybody. It's like <laughs> it's in your just it's in your photos, right? It's just in my photos. I mean, I I think I have it in a separate folder too, but I I always go straight to the photos. I don't have time to like look for my separate folder. Why do you have so many different nudes? Why don't you just have a couple of nudes? No, no I mean like You're all received, nudes. just received. Oh, received. Yeah, not mine, received. You know, from the gallery of nudes. Do you take new nudes every time you send out nudes? No. Are you crazy? I'm still sending out, like, my nudes from middle school. <laughs> I'm not, I don't take new ones. They ever showed up, like, no, this body's way older. Like, your then, body looks younger than, than, than you did, like, ten years ago? I don't, I don't, they're not that old, but, you know. I do update, I update with, like, the, what happened? Uh, fly right on my okay. case. But anywho, um, well, feel free to take us back to Cairo at any time. But like, I'm s- this kind of brings me to the question of like what these people are like here, and what we just saw recently. And yeah, just- we've seen several different um, Middle Eastern comedians at different points. Several different Middle Eastern comedians it, within the gay little LA comedy scene. Let's be let's be honest. Like this is not we're not talking high level stuff here. But we are talking people who are proudly having like Middle Eastern comedy shows and stuff and leaning into being Middle Eastern, whereas in the 70s or in the 80s or in the 90s, their show that's currently called, you know, like Middle Eastern Arab Comedy Night would be called like, we're white, we're, trust us, we're white, comedy night, you know, type of night. Like this whole thing, they're just trying to, they're trying to squeeze as much as they can out of the diversity uh, vogue. And I'm t- I'm 100 on that train. <laughs> and you want well, you have every to, last diversity dollar. You have to squeeze that diversity pomegranate. Uh, yeah, but in truth, I, we, like it is a unique experience, sort of for us. 
to have been, in a way, the outsiders of the diversity community. You know what I mean? Like, like to feel like, well, we're not idiots. That's a big, that's just a big, di- I mean, it's nothing, it's not like, not. it's not just like, we're not talking about IQ, we're talking about, like, these people are all idiots. Yeah. Right? I mean, except for the ones who similarly like us are just sort of lurking, you know, within a we, sea I, I, of idiocy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think, like, yeah, it's, uh, hmm. I, so I've had the, the experience of doing this within the comedy and arts scenes of the Arab community. Which it's just so glaring because every time we go to see like, like I don't, every time we see a Middle Eastern dude stand up, he's gay. He's always gay, and on top of that, and gay in the I think overall, not just like literally homosexual, but even if they're not even if they're not homosexual, they're gay, right? I mean, it's kind of... No, but, but, but my point is there's so many gay ones. Which there's is so many just gay ones. It's telling me something. It's just saying, like, this isn't... Yeah, this is a gay comedy. Like, like, okay, so... I have an experience... Maybe cut this out, I'm not sure yet. Of somebody... We're not cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Just somebody that was searching for a trans-Muslim person or mm-hmm. something. Right. And I'm in this, like, you know, like, this very progressive... A Daphne Muhammad, if you will. <laughs> and interesting, there is actually, there is the, there is this girl, Josie Tota, who's, like, on the Saved by the Bell reboot, who plays a trans, and she's, like, Lebanese. And she's very good, by the way. She's fucking great. I just don't know that many that exist, you know what I mean? Like, we're still fighting the gay battle most of the time, you know? So, like, all right, so we're searching, and in this conversation, they're like... Oh, um, you know when like this is what somebody literally said. Oh, when, when I was looking for like for kids for my short film, you know, actually I went to the mosques, and I was like, oh. And they're like, but well, you can't do that actually, probably if you're looking for a transgender. And then they're like, oh yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> they thought they were gonna go trans. They were they were gonna go chasing at the trans chasing at the mosque for. But, a- but like it was it was just like a part of the conversation where it was like it was like I don't think anyone was doing it deliberately. But they were discovering that, like, oh, wait, we belong to a very conservative culture. Oh. So, again, how can they be so oblivious to their own flesh and blood and, like, their own history and heritage? And Who are their parents? Where are their parents? Do they just hate them? How many times do we have these... Everyone's like, oh, I hate my parents. Like, I mean, like, well, in the normal community, it's, I mean, in normal Americans, that's a common thing, and we all, it's a horrible, horrible disease. But you would think that these people, even if you hate your parents, how can you forget who, like, you're not, you know, you're not just in a sea of other Arabs who hate their parents. You're in a sea of white people who hate their parents. And maybe a few Asians who hate their parents. A couple of Mexicans who hate their parents. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, the... the it's just so blatant with the Arabs or the Middle Eastern. The further you get away from the conservative place where we came from, the least, the less you're gonna be like a, and you know, 
the less you're going to probably represent a Middle East. Okay, so have, and I think, like, actually, you look at someone like who'd be, been very successful with it, like Romney, and it's like he very much leans in to right. the conservative. He's like, I'm trying to be a Muslim, I'm trying to be good. What are they doing? I don't know. What is that? I can't see. Oh, he's making a milkshake. Oh, damn. Industrial. Sounds like a dental it looks, I surgery. Mean, that be every good. appliance in here is like is like is a look at this. That's like a from like the twenties or something. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it looks like an ancient milkshake machine. It's kind of cool. That better be a good fucking milkshake, though. After all that. That's like, I know right now, they look huge. They look huge, which is, I wonder if we should have one. You should have one. You should have a milkshake. What the hell? You should have one. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so you're talking about like the further, the further away you get, the least represent, the less representative they are. And I think this also applies to like, I think this applies to the Asians and the blacks and the Mexicans. Because, you know. Right, because a wigger is more black than the type of black people they cast currently from like the Sarah Lawrence, Jordan Peele type of, you know, right? Because he went to Sarah Lawrence. Like he's literally, he's a, he is a lesbian woman. Jordan Peele did? Jordan Peele went to Sarah, that's where he met, what's her name? Rebecca Drysdale. He went to Sarah Lawrence College. He is a lesbian. He's a fat lesbian woman. Wow, bro, I didn't know that. Yeah, and of course you know that his mom is white and so on, and that's like he grew up as a rich and a wealthy, like on the Upper East Side and shit. These are the people who cast diversity, and clearly, like your average working class white person from Texas, is got more in common with black people than they do. Right. I mean, and in general, as a generality, like. I mean, I see it now. It's like. I look at, like, these sites, like, Very Smart Brothers and, like, all these, you know, The Root and stuff and all these, like, Michael Harry, all these people that work. You black, your average black person, are they aligned with these people? Are they anything like Michael Harriet? No. They might be like, oh, yeah, he's smart, whatever. But, like, they're not, it's not, it's a totally different culture and world. And what we see, which is, like, you know, We, I mean, okay, so with the black people, which yeah. there's so many of them, and I think, like, there's huge talent always, you know, in these, like, diverse communities of, like, you know, really funny and good, you know, black actors and communities from all over the country, and they come here, and they come here knowing, like, I don't want L.A. to change me. Are you good? No, I'm just checking with the time. Uh, yeah, whatever. Obviously, I'm on your time, so whatever you want to do. Um, and they come here and they're like, they're, they're like, you know, they're baptized in the church of like, you know, uh, you know, the black chick that's clapping like, like that joke, like it's people doing live memes of shit that they saw on like, you know, shade room, like they're just doing the comment, like their comedy is the Instagram comment. They're performing like their comedy right. isn't like them just doing an emoji. Right, they're, they're they're human emoji. Yeah, they're human emojis. 
and they're like, wait, but like we're not this. Like this this person come from Ohio. It's like, like, like I'm not gonna abandon my Christianity and like my realness to come here and be this. And I think there's a lot of like there's real internal. We'll take a ch- chocolate milkshake when we get a chance. I just felt like that's like a great American and machine over there on our right. You yeah, know, it's like it's like Detroit, Detroit, like assembly line. Excuse me. Yeah. Can we take a one chocolate milkshake? Okay. Do that do something different? No, I'm good. I'm. I can't have one but Oh, that's I'm right. That'd be opposite. That would be the opposite of what you can have. Yeah, I know. And we see these Mexicans like. Like, it's like we know so many LA Mexicans. Are they like these people that end up on the stages that we see? No. The question is what, and I can't answer for them because I'm not Mexican, despite my best efforts, but or black, despite you know my best efforts in that department too. Um, uh, but like, I can't. What do what do what are they seeing when they turn on Hulu? When they find all these theater kids? They're <coughs> not. Watching that, I mean, some the of them, fuck? like some, the ones that go, watching the, the girls that go to college, will come across, and I'm, 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 and I'm saying not, but like, I'm sure like 20 percent, 30 percent gravitate. It's the same population that would use Latina or Latinx, but we know it's a tiny segment of the population. The rest of the people are on Who's Gone Wild. That's the comedy that keeps telling you Who's Gone Wild. Who's Gone Wild. Who's like, but like, like that sense of humor is hilarious. And they're very, they should be very proud of it, and they relish in it, and like they, and there's tons of funny, funny comedians that have that style. But the ones that get sucked into this diversity nonsense, it's like, it's like you have to be, you know, in my view, the whitewashed version of it, which is, a, you know, you have to be a Los Feliz progressive in order to be, <laughs> like, to get the whatever, or you can be, you know, whatever. At the hack, okay, the last show we went to that was Middle Eastern themed. It was a stand-up show, and as far I didn't as go to the show with you, but uh, oh, right. I, I've seen the comedians you're talking. Right, about. you've seen. Okay, uh, this is like this is the Egyptian uh, intel, secret police tactics being deployed <laughs> <laughs> to avoid. Uh, all this gets cut. Yeah, all this gets cut. no. But here's my point. It's not about specific. It's nothing about something specific about one or show or the other. Correct me if I'm wrong. Every one of the I've been to one. I went. I went to one without you, um, at the improv. Oh right, right. Remember? Yes. Actually, that was with you. Was that with you that night? That oh no, wait, the one. No, no, that was without you. That was with someone else. That was with Armenians who were going to an Arab comedy night. I think I told you about it. Okay. I don't think that was with you, but it's the same shit. All the ones who have like identify. In this case, let's say it's Middle Eastern. Their audiences come out. All they fucking joke about are stereotypes and like yes. they lean they just make fun of the stereotypes that we would all make fun of yes and so which tells you that obviously stereotypes are true because all of the people there are laughing and they're like yep that's us yes. doing that stereotypical Arab thing right 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 and I mean this would be this is also the quintessential Egyptian on the street thing is like you're making fun of yourself always right right so like Somehow, that became illegal. I don't know. It's just so. But it's like, oh, think about think of the Mexican shows you would go to, like the 
Well, the Mexican... Okay, Mexican shows are at a different level. Yes, they make fun of themselves, and they make fun of all the stereotypes. They come out, they, and they come out, and they are leaning super hard into being like a cholo or whatever. Right. Right? Like they're and like they're singing... And? Yeah, they're singing lyrics from cholo songs, and they're just getting laughs after every line without it, without it being a joke. They're just being right. a cholo. And they're just being drunk, and they're, right. and they're talking about how they love to drink, and how yeah. Mexicans love to drink... What Speedy, what's Speedy Gonzalez's cousin's name in the car? Is Speedy Gonzalez the one who's always drunk and he has to rescue him? Oh, I forget his name. There is a name? Yeah, there's one with a name at least. There's usually two, but there's one of them at least wow. has a name. Oh man, this looks good, this chocolate shake. You want the, oh, you hand it whipped cream, right? No. I don't want whipped cream, I don't need whipped cream, but I'm just going to scoop it off. But this looks cute. It looks cute, cute. Cute, cute, cute. We didn't get the overflow metal cut. Where is that? Oh, that's an interesting. Maybe that's. Maybe we. I don't know. Maybe we're just like second class citizens in this diner, you know? Family run. Maybe we want those corporate diversity standards instilled here. How often do you think we are overheard and. Uh, resented. <laughs> so we do a lot of yelling in restaurants. <laughs> yeah, we do, but I don't know. There's no way to know for sure. I mean, when you see like a, a white couple in, a hipster couple in uh, Los Feliz like make faces at us, you can probably get the idea that they're bothered by what we're blathering about. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. I love it though. I love bothering those people. They've had they've had they've had too much time on the state on stage for too long, uninterrupted, and they're they're way too fragile, and they need to be shattered. Seriously, or they just need to get the hell out of the way. <laughs> like I don't give a shit. Well, the Their feelings don't matter to me. Oh I mean, yeah. Well, they don't do anything anyway. They don't accomplish anything. Well, they're also... They don't make anything. They don't, they don't create anything. What do they do? They just, they just, they just like, <laughs> get dogs. They walk them. They don't even fuck. Right? We, we see, clearly. No, they just fuck up other people's happiness. Yeah, that's what they do. So, they can go... They can be, um... They can throw up their hands at disgust at our loud... <laughs> Discourse. Sometimes I feel like they're just like I think they're envious sometimes. Like look at all the fun that I could be having. Like can you imagine me trapped and being one of those people? And just like I can because I was trapped among those people, pretending to be one of those people. Oh yeah, I guess. Remember, we, so you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's as me. What I can't imagine is what it's like. How do how do they adapt their internal uh, wiring to forget that before twenty fourteen they were normal? They could tell racist jokes. It funny. Well, you know what was funny was considered comedy. Comedy was supposed to be funny, and that's like whatever it is that wiped that out of their system. Obviously, didn't wipe it out of our system because we were red pilled from the very beginning. I so I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's like to be so cowardly and weak weak-willed and 
conformist as to have like bought that at any point well it's just so weird because it's like I can like the girls I feel are genuinely this is a good milkshake Damn, just FYI alright don't do anything you're gonna regret but I'm already regretting I think it's good again I haven't had a milkshake in years I just feel like it's good oh nope. yeah Right? I think so. It kind of just t- it tastes like a frosty. Yeah, it just tastes like, like a giant frosty. It has like a punch. Like, I like it. Oh. I'll have diarrhea based on that, actually. That's Seriously? Really, that could be enough. Damn, man. There's, there'd be leaks in Cairo. There's leaks in Egypt's irrigation. That's the other thing about Egyptians, man. We're weak, and then we have so many autoimmune <laughs> oh, problems. Uh, that's why I never actually fight up with an Egyptian woman because you like my kids would be like intubated. <laughs> it's just like you just like the amount of weird disease we have. Um, but yeah, but 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 the point yeah, I mean the point is. There's a reason they they became a certain way because they allowed themselves to be brainwashed, and they went along with everything because they care about social approval above everything else. They don't have any kind of conviction or like in deep conviction. You know, the convictions they have were received in 2014 and 2015, yeah, just from you know online and shit, or from their the general buzz around them. So I don't know what it's like to be them. I don't know what's going on. They, they, they seem to be miserable. They seem to be bored. They seem they're very boring. There was a few years where they could kind of play, you know, play in the nursery school and not be bothered. And they seem to be having fun during those years. Right. And we talked about how I mean, you think the Karen trope is overplayed for sure, and I totally agree with all that. But like, to me, ultimately. I think this is a disease created by white women who get a lot of power off of this shit. And so, like, this is filling for them. What I don't understand is these dudes who, like... Just went along with it? That are just the way they are now. You know, like, what, like to just give up your balls. Like, what is that? Well, that, well they were... Well, the whole operation was to was to confiscate their balls. It, they did it. Now those dudes are just walking around fucking neutered and sexless. Like, look at like, look at the people sitting in the corner. It's like, uh, in you know, in the, I mean, I'm not saying that he's necessary, but he looks like a typical example. Which guy? The one, the yellow jacket, all the way at the end. That guy's white. Yeah. I mean, any, anything's possible, but but from my standpoint, I think you're seeing intense today because you thought the others were. So he's, no, 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 no. Those, he's extremely, the he just put on his mask in yeah, between. Yeah. No, six. that guy looks like a hood dude. Maybe, like but yeah, but where it's, are we, by the way? We're in Silver Lake. We're in Silver Lake, and that's not so much a jumpsuit as it's like a soccer thing. We should talk to him. You want to for your? Uh, <laughs> he's literally wearing his fucking mask while he's sitting down. You're telling me that he's got oh, a man purse. He's just putting a merce on. Oh, okay, so okay. all right, so so I'm seeing what I'm seeing is a streetwear looking. He's white, my friend. Asian, you may 
No, he's white, dude. He is white. Yeah, this, this guy is, is, has brown curly hair. Mm -hmm. He is. A, he's got a typical, like, oh, I forget the name, but it's very similar to this. Like a he doesn't look like a hipster, though. Huh? He doesn't look like a hipster. He looks like it to me. I mean, it's possible he's not. I don't want to. I'm not saying it's 100. percent But there's something about his mannerisms that are very much within the with very typical Silver Lake hipster. You know, he could not be. He could be. He could be a little different. But he's doing. He looks like he's a music, like he's a major in music, ethnic, ethno musicology or something like that. Who plays soccer with his friends? I don't think that dude's white, man. I could be wrong, but he his he's his chick is white, and he looks he has like a gingerish type of red hair. It's a very weird. He's a whatever, very, he, whatever he is, he looks fucking weird. He looks very weird. He's a very weird looking person. Ask him what his racial like DNA is. <laughs> he's like, he's small. I wonder if he can hear us. He's probably so weird that he has like super, super sensitive ears, you know? I'm going to pick up the vibrations. You know what I hate? He has that fuzzy hair, like sort of a fro. Sort of fro. I don't know, man. I... That's not a hipster. But it's just not a, if that's a white guy, it's not a hipster. There's no hipsters anymore, so you have to just you have to no, read. No, but there is. Who are the hipsters now? Who are, are who are young? They're all like forty five. No, they are, no it, hipsterism. I think is the same thing that exists with these people. It's it's the same thing that it's always been. So all these white dudes in those fields are hipsters. They're just not. They're not wearing, you know, a stove iPad or whatever right. they had before. Right, right. They're not riding those like that big that like right. big giant one wheel bicycle. Yes. <laughs> they're not that anymore. They're that evolution of hipster picture. They're like whatever the twenty twenty two version of it, which is like who they, they don't have the past the problem with these people, they don't have anything anymore. So they're not even that anymore. They're not, that's the thing. So what are they? Like it's it's, it's weird to call them hipster because they're angry women and then guys that are nothing. Like there was a sketch on SNL that we were talking shit on in the chat. Did you see what we were the one? It was like Man Park or something like that. Maybe you should watch it and make a comment on it. I, I will. Because it... You mean... We, we, we should watch it okay. and make a comment on it. Alright. It's gonna be hard to forget this milkshake. Alright, ready? Alright. According to studies, many men say they have no close friendships. And three in four report receiving all their emotional support from their wife or girlfriend, often the moment they come home from work. Hi, how are you? I miss you. Am I balding? Dune? Okay, cool. Hi, honey. Vin Diesel has a twin brother. <sighs> 
Sunny. When I walk in the door, my husband sort of rockets information at me for 25 minutes straight. On a football team, there's 11 players, but with rugby, there's 15. And all the words come out fast and in the wrong order because he hasn't spoken to anyone else that day. I need you to go out of the house and make a friend so you talk to other people about this stuff and not just me. That's insane. Where would I even go? Finally, there's a place with Man Park. It's like a dog park, but for guys in relationships, so they can make friends and have an outlet besides their girlfriends and wives. Rise and grind? Rise and grind. <laughs> Rise and grind, brother! Look, they're networking. Oh, they're doing so good. Which one's yours? He's a little He's shy. He's years off my life. Aww. Go say hi. It's not their fault masculinity makes intimacy so hard. Oh. 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 Marvel? So there's separate parks for large breeds. Bats. Raven. Bats. Raven. <laughs> and small breeds. Rick Morty. Rick Morty. Rick Morty. There's room for all their favorite male bonding activities. Cause I'm Mr. Brightside. And after they run around and yell, they can cool down with an IPA and really connect. Real talk. Who's the GOAT? Michael Jordan or Tom Brady? How about Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham. <laughs> Glad he has someone else to talk to. Hey, hey, did you know Vin Diesel has a twin brother? What? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I honestly feel like I'm watching different species. Men are taught that it's weak to rely on each other. <laughs> so I guess in that way, and don't quote me on this, it's harder to be a man. Wait, no, is this filming? Don't show my face saying that. <sighs> Shut up, bitch. Okay, so. <laughs> I think it really gives it away when they say Bo Burnham, as if any guy has ever watched Bo Burnham. I mean, the kind of, well, the guys who become SNL well, see, these, actors. No, it's what it is. These are guys that are the boyfriends and husbands of the women who write for SNL. Mm -hmm. It's a very specific group of people, you know? But it's, it's like, it's like a... It's like a some kind of it's like a this dainty little mini ethnicity of people compote that that populates Silver Lake, Brooklyn, <laughs> Portland, and a few other towns, and they represent all of men now, and they speak for all men, and they're faggots, and therefore they're they're like, they make fun of them as if they're just. This is like, this is masculinity. Right, right, right. <laughs> Masculin oh, masculinity is thinking the guy who is the comedian from Twitter is the, is the goat. Not Michael Jordan. No, no. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. So, yeah, like, I mean. This is like surreal, and it's not meant to be. It's not, it's not meant to be. Like, the joke is the sketch, but that's not, you know what I mean? Right. The sketch itself is a joke, but that's not what, that's not how they're doing it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'd like to remind, you know, like, because in the comments, there's all sorts of guys being like, this hit close to home, and I'm like, I, I, I know this exists, because, like, I feel like I was, This is like Austin, Austin, this is, a, I got another, this is like, this is like, some sort of Austin, uh, Austin humor, like, Austin. So the city of Austin? Yeah, like, Keep the city Austin of Austin. Weird Austin? Keep Austin weird type of humor, like, these types of guys who are, like, you know, the people that they're depicting are, like, they work, they work in a... They work at some sort of coffee shop while they write comic books and on the side, right? 
I think you're describing my one of my best friends. I, I'm just who, reaching. I'm who, just grasping. Who? Who? who uh, um, I mean, I think you're inadvertently describing one of my best friends, who is so fed up with this exact kind of person because he's surrounded by them as he works in a coffee shop in Austin. You know what I mean? Like right. Well, right. Right on. Yes, you're Was right it? on the money. But it's but that's but this is a somehow this has become the entirety of sexual representation and content. Like this, that sketch. That's all. That's every Hulu show. That's every commercial. Is that sketch right? When meanwhile, the reality is like dudes are talking, like playing fantasy football all year long, talking shit, ignoring their girlfriends and wives, having so much fun with their homies all the time, and then it's like annoying bitches come in and like, ah, we have to deal with these. (laughs) Now we got to deal with this bitch for a little while. I can't wait to play video games with my friend again, and then like here comes your girlfriend that like is in a fight with like four of her friends simultaneously. Yeah. And she's like, she just got a job on SNL, you know. Oh my god, I'm glad I sold my stock in uh, heterosexuality. More yeah. I look at these fucking sketches, man. Not that, not that, not that, not that the other world is much better because that's they're ta- they're dragging that down too. So, but it's but, just, but it is interesting because like no one watches SNL, whereas like an IG account that's just like Food's Gone Wild or something has like will get hundreds of thousands of views on every fucking single video, millions of views. And everyone loves it. And, like, that's what's actually being consumed. Now. How many people do fucking watch SNL? Recently I heard 10 million, and I can't believe it. I can't believe that 10 million people are watching that show. I just heard that number online. I could, could be not... Could be I don't... I'm sure that's not the... That's not the rating. That's... I don't know. I mean, they, they get views on YouTube, I know. But, like, no, like... I'm sure live, it's, like... It's probably under two million. I mean, I'm sure it's under what Jimmy Fallon gets, which is probably like two and a half million or something. Right. Well, it is once a week. It is so maybe it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like I, I'm curious. I'll look it up again. But and it's I think crazy I, I recently so bad. I recently heard the median age watching SNL is 55. What are they think? What do 55 year olds see when they see this? I don't get it. Why are they so fucking checked out? Why are Gen Xers checked out like this? I don't get it. Or boomers. Like, how can they watch this and be like, oh, oh, oh. They they have such a... They're so tone deaf or something. They're like... I think what it is is there was an element of this with Louie too. I think you see this thing where... They just, they've just assumed, they're checked out. They just assume that everything that's happening is march of progress. And if they don't like it, they don't like it, but it's just young people being young. And they just assume it's normal, like, and they're just getting old. I think there's that element to it. They have this, like, well, you know, I'm not going to be a cranky old man. I'm just going to enjoy what's on TV. So I think they just checked out of what's happening. Because there's just no explanation for how you can sit there and watch that and then watch it again next week. I mean, you're it, 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 you're one of these guys in the comments being like, yo, I don't want to be male friends. I get some guy. There's guys out there that are lost. Oh, I guess. And I think, I, I mean, I think there, I mean, <laughs> we, you talk about the 2013, 2014, 2015, Whatever. years. Yeah, as we're, your wife to that. Like, I think we, I don't know how much you do, but like, I made, like, you know, I gave it the old college try to try to, like, 
by like when people are telling me like, hey this shit's important to be progressive blah 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 mm-hmm. and I'm like okay you know I'm listening to it right mm-hmm. and I think there is guys that never like they just got stuck because someone said this is important and they're still there right and but they're but they know but they as they've seen saying hey you need to be this way never doesn't mean like hey you're gonna be my friend like you have to describe this ideology where you're the worst person ever and you can't have any sex with us right that's so you decided to listen to the people who talk to you like that they're never going to be your friends because a they're not capable of friendship they're not capable of friendship right. they'll they'll backstab each other for 15 likes yes. we've seen it happen oh, of course it's like they're not this isn't something that people who understand loyalty and like you know what it's like to be a human being this is not something people like that do this is something that crazy little power starved power thirsty horrible little people do like that's the thing bad people do this this is a bad person ideology bad person behavior there is no excuse for it it's not the old school thing like it's not like the feminists of old and it's all they they all had po- they all had their points they all had their they all had a case right in the old days you had a case you could be Malcolm X, you had a case. You could be MLK, you had a case. You could be uh, Moratic, you could be you could be Angela Davis and you have a case, as much as I hate her. You could be any one of these people and have a case. Hardcore feminists, all of them. They all had their case. These people don't have a case. They just have they just have they just have soulless behavior a soulless upbringing that needs something, some little megaphone to, to be to hear themselves speak. And this that's what this shit is. Yeah, it's just like uh, white girl, daddy's princess behavior, and then you know. And we know my- Asians are even worse. Asian girls. Oh Less like God. we can talk about white girls, but uh, <laughs> you know, like they get a hold of that thing, and it's yeah, it's watch uh, out. Yeah, it's really hard to respect those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I you try, that. you try harder than I do. I'm, I'm like, I was I mean, like, I'm like, take one look, and I'm, and I'm out the door. I mean, and again, I did briefly entertain some of their points for a period, just because I had to, and I was stuck in that airless room, and I'm like, okay, how can I listen to this, and how can I hear something that I can infiltrate, turn out, turn around on them, and within their own language, I did that. I tried. My conclusion is that there's nothing there to be... I, I don't think there's any substance there to be, to be fixed. I think it's just, it's all, as we said that the other night, it's, 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 uh, it's the it's fucking jelly bean type of sugar. It's not fruit sugar, you know. Mm. It's, just a, it's just sugar on a stick. It's like, there's nothing there. Yeah. But fuck that. The point is, stereotypes are good. All these ethnic people that are trafficking in on their diversity are simply exploiting stereotypes and saying, you white comedian who's smarter than I am and can see probably more intelligently than I can, you don't have a right to talk about this stuff. But meantime, I'm going to go, look, we Middle Easterners like to go like this, whore, whore, whore. And then they literally just go, they literally just... They're, they just translate phrase, you know. These are these are shitty comedians, but they're just translating phrases from their Latin, like Arabic into English, and be like, "My mom, she says the she'll she'll say it in English just like this." Come eat my butt, baby, and I'm like, "Okay, mom." 
You know, like that's like that's what they're doing. The, ha- the this is my whole act, though. Come on. Uh, no, I mean, but this okay, is my that's whole good. act. If my it's whole life. it's funny. That's that's because stereotypes are good, right? Yes, yes, yes. And it's fun. and TV has no stereotypes anymore. Therefore, all TV is bad, right? I mean, I just like to point out that there is all these like diversity people that exist in Hollywood that are the people that are recipients of the diversity thing. Mm-hmm. And they, for the most part, suck, and they're not funny. Then, there are the ones that aren't trapping on this shit, that are keeping it real. Asians, that are, that are keeping it real. Mexicans and blacks, that are keeping it real. And if they're out there, what I always like to tell them, and what I like to remind them, is it's funny when you keep it real, and you will find success that way. And don't trust the arrows. They're not your friend. <laughs> Stay away from the arrows. 